0: Yeah, oh can you
1: fill me in? Let's talk about
2: it. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Mike, Mike Sifwell. Uh Stephen, Stephen Hill.
1: Amy, Amy Poxon, I feel like you've got to say first name and then Google. Bill. Yeah, I kind of that
2: Bill story. Pierce. <laughs> so I wanted
3: to do something where we're all just casual. I don't want it to be about anything, just sort of see where it goes. And I think an obvious place to start is the current situation, the lockdown, what's been going on, Boris Johnson had a little talk today,
4: did any of of you see it?
1: I didn't watch it.
4: I've I've tried to avoid watching them speak, because I'm just a bit tired of, they say a lot without saying anything, they never answer questions, I'd I'd rather find out about it second hand than watch it live, the only thing I've watched live from all these updates was um, when Boris gave his little speech when, when he announced lockdown. I have caught. I know what's happening. I've caught the updates, caught the news, but I tend not to watch it live.
3: Who who do you get your second-hand information from, though? Because I think you've got to be very careful
4: about what people take from things and then what it is out there,
3: what they're giving out.
4: Um, I I do this thing, and um, it's a little bit annoying because it means I have to expose myself to sources that I don't like, but I follow m- many sources. Um, the way we all do it is social media, so whether you want to look at five or six different sources, ultimately, you're going to get the headline. It's whether you, whether you choose to read the content or not. Um, But, I mean, realistically, we're cutting social distance from two metres to one metre. That's very straightforward. That's what we're doing. Like, if you wanted to get more content on the story itself, you'd have to click into the article. Um, And that's where it becomes a bit more difficult in terms of what slant is coming from.
3: So cutting from two metres to one metre, I mean, if you think about how much a metre is, so there's literally, it's like, there's no social distancing anymore. Yeah. If you're stood in a queue... How far are you going to be behind the person anyway? You're going to give yourself that distance, whether we're in lockdown
4: or I not. I think either. we've just spent three months social distance, and I think people are naturally going to be cautious anyway. I think from what I've from what I've seen on on social media, I don't comment on social media, but I read the comments because I think it's good as a social barometer. A lot of people are suggesting themselves they're going to keep up that two meter rule because um, I think I, I don't think a lot of, a, a lot of people. There's still a lot of fear around, and I don't think a lot of people trust they can cut to one meter. So i suppose it's personal choice but i think you will see naturally you will start to see um people keeping that two meter rule and then there's people that have never kept it anyway um no. we've all broken the rules if anyone sat Should around speak this
2: yourself i'm a lot of lot of biden citizens <laughs> i'm, just, <laughs> on a jet ride, I'm just i'm just saying <laughs> <starring> jimmy fox <laughs> we've we've
4: all done things during this lockdown that are broken rules let's be honest um i think it's common sense really in it when it comes to when yeah. it comes to social distancing or lack of social distancing yeah what about you
2: what about me what's my thoughts on lockdown
3: yeah have you been sticking to it have you been you
2: should not just hear me law abiding law citizen abiding.
3: <laughs> I mean he called himself a law abiding citizen while he was sneaking out of prison and killing people
2: uh, yeah uh, probably I don't care references. what pro-
3: what point he was trying to prove okay
2: yeah
3: um, so is that you telling it, us you haven't been sticking nah, to maybe, lockdown maybe the
2: better reference is uh, Denzel Washington <laughs> <laughs> hurricane falsely accused I'm an innocent man <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know to be fair look I've, I've i've tried to stick to it as best as i can but i live alone so it's like yo dude when you've been relegated to working from home living in home entertaining yourself in home way it's like actually go
3: on i don't think i'm gonna get you into trouble by saying this because you shared a video share my life. on a morning when you'd woken up
2: <clears throat> and you'd had some visitors what? over Say, say it again. So
3: I'm not going to go into the details about I who the visitors were or what they.
2: Did you? Hey, you recognise it's not on my social media no more. Has it gone? Oh, mommy said, "Hey, son, what are you doing?" I said, "Ah, oh, shit, I'm sorry, mommy."
3: So he <clears> disappeared from social media for a while, and then four days. Came, it's not came. Been a
2: while. That's a long time for me.
3: Came back with a fud, and all you get is like. <laughs> Videos like this, where he's just telling you literally he's saying what he's thinking, uh-huh. on oh, some of its absolute comedy gold. Um, uh-huh. and he would just I'm not even going to go into it if you've mm. deleted it, but there was a video where he's talking about his friend came around with mm. two of the f- other people mm. from maybe a different gender mm. and
0: Played
4: Scrabble, Scrabble yeah. Twister. Yeah. It was <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: really a listen, grass. Listen, this was already out on social yeah, media. Well, the morning after, the hair
4: was all over. And...
2: Yeah, dude, I'm pretty sure I was still drunk. I'm pretty sure he was still... <laughs> but it was a good night. Ah, was, yeah. Was, yeah. But you, do
4: you yeah. know what I genuinely believe, though? When it comes to this... Um, you can call it breaking the rules, if you like, or bending the rules, or using common sense, but, like, as human beings, we're natural communal creatures. Do you know what I mean? So we, we we seek that connection with people, whether it's hugs or whether it's just sitting across a table and speaking to somebody. So I think... <clears throat> most of us have done it and I think it's kept us sane do you know what I mean there's, there's a difference there's a difference between doing it for sanity and doing it for just you know flagrantly breaking push the rules push back against the rules yeah. yeah but there's nothing wrong with pushing back against the rules smash the system etc uh, yeah. but still yeah it's difficult,
1: isn't it? because everybody was in different lifestyle situations And you know, I I live up in Home Firth I'm filled with valleys around my fields, so places to go out and get out the house safely walk you know, I live in a house got four floors, so with my mum, I can be separate. Yeah. Whereas if you're a family, single mum with four or five kids in yeah. a flat, you are, you're all in one bedroom. You know, we've got kids in this, you know, in this city that live in situations like that. It's not a nice time. So of course, the are people that break <throat> house because can you live like that for twelve weeks? You'd understand.
4: And I think yeah, it is understandable. Was, what I noticed, mm-hmm. like from uh, from a social media point of view, there was a lot of kind of public shaming people. It. But ultimately, some people like for sanity, for mental health, to get out and to, to be around people or just to get out several times a day from your house. And ultimately, we've all had to go to supermarkets. I don't care how socially distanced you've been, the moment you hit a supermarket, it's the. So the
3: supermarkets, you queue to get in and you push a trolley to the front and then someone wipes the trolley down after you've just pushed it to them. And then you then use the hands you've used to push the trolley before it was wiped, to so then push the trolley again and then walk around the supermarket and there's the distance in the queue and then you get in and it's a free-for-all. You've got people yeah. elbow-to-elbow picking up <laughs> pears. Putting them back down yeah, again. I yeah, go, yeah. yeah, I'll have this one. Go or, to the back do we of the want, do we get want this one? No, bread. not this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you just think it's... I used to go to a nightclub in Leeds called Stinkies. And it feels a lot like that where the doorman used to search you on the way in and they'd check your pockets and there'd be drugs in your pockets and they'd, literally they'd pat you down or you'd just have it in your hands. You'd put, you'd put everything in your hands, they'd pat you down, and then they'd let you in. And all they want to do is be seen to be doing something from the outside. Mm. So if there's police watching, if there's anything going on, they're doing their job. They're searching everybody on the way in. Yeah. Not trying to do anything about it, and that's very much what the it fe- it feels like with supermarkets
4: Nah, no, i get you completely i get you completely i mean and it, it, same again though like i i used to work in supermarkets like a long time ago and there's a certain kind of camaraderie with fellow supermarket workers and i was like i was watched them thinking you know what, i got you, you know they're not all going to be following these rules 100 percent, but let them have a break Do you know what i mean there's a, a few things i saw early on with the supermarkets that, that there was a lot of people kicking off about having to queue so long enough but ultimately the, the You can argue that we're there as a token thing or that we're there for our safety, but ultimately, I think we've all got used to it now that I think once it lifts, um, I think you'll see a lot of it stay in place. I don't think you'll see a massive rush back. Um, So kind of running things back to the kind of two metre, one metre thing, I think people will naturally be a bit more... Yeah, I mean, when this whole thing first started, I was going crazy where every day, twice a day, I was bleaching every surface, door knobs, light switches and stuff because I've got a housemate and stuff. But you then become a bit more relaxed But still, with that sense, being sensible of of trying to keep things that way, you can. So,
2: yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's kind of one of them ones, isn't it? Um, So, like your behaviours. How do you sustain it? Not just in the initial lockdown phase, not in that early stages when the misinformation is rife, people are still trying to figure out what's going on with the economy what's going on with um your sanity what's going on with everything how would to interact with one another um during that early phase i and it's still residual there's still a residue of it now but it was fear you know a lot of fear, yeah. when you was walking past people fear especially in the older end which i mean obviously they're the most vulnerable as well as people with uh respiratory issues and stuff So it's kind of warranted, but even as, like, most people have started to calm down and have a bit more of a fatalistic approach to it, it's kind of like, if I get it, I get it. But uh, that's what it's seemingly to be now. Um, I think that's natural,
4: though, because as as more information comes out, as we know more about it, like all the things we're hearing now that... Like the whole the, the kind of gray area was, was if you're asymptomatic you could if you could pass it on to somebody that could pass it on to somebody that could pass it on to somebody yeah. before you know it you know like old betty down the rose died of covid19 yeah i think now we know that things are a little bit different i think there is a little bit less fear
2: yeah but like what i mean like in order to sustain, in, in order to sustain a particular behavior that you you want to encourage because it's advantageous for keeping um, spread down. For instance, the supermarket's opening an hour earlier for people over a particular age to go in and do their shop. That's a system. That's something that's designed. It's um, restricting behaviours of other people. It's not putting it into general public's hand and hoping that they do well with it. Because as we have seen, people abuse it like, ah, fuck Barbara. She's She can wait. I need my <laughs> potatoes or whatever. But if it is said you can't get in until a particular time Barbara's got to come in and do her show then it's, it is so it's like if we want to um, it's kind of like just looking and kind of saying right what behaviors would really minimize the spread of a disease whilst also trying to not impact the economy so much because that's what I'm putting in a lot of these changes in law recently about people going back to work and the two-meter distance being restricted down to one or being dropped down to one or whatever it's more I'm, I'm looking for it and I'm kind of like mm, is it for people's health is this off the back end of some deep research and we've now come to understand you don't need to maintain a two-meter distance and it's more just a one-meter that's adequate to stay safe or is it more of a case of we know we can't keep this two-meter distance in place? And get people back into work. So let's drop in.
3: Yeah. Back. It's, it's, so is it is it something that's learned, or is it because of the way we're reacting to it and how much of a fuss we're
4: kicking off? There, saying I think maybe we could. I think it's very telling as well. I don't think that like, there's, there's something that's been used a lot. You know, we're, we're, we're going, for, you know, we're going off the science and we're listening to the, you know, the experts. I don't think it is. I generally believe that this is all to protect the economy, which I think is a massive, massive issue in society where we just accepted it, where profit before people. And that's that's a that's a big thing for me that I've that I've found with this. But the question is, I don't trust the science necessarily, or, or do I? or don't trust it. I don't believe it when they tell me it's a science based. I believe it's like it it's trying to protect the economy because the economy is more important than people's lives and people's safety. That's what I think the main motivation is. Every time that lockdown is eased, if you remember a few weeks ago when Boris brought out his Nando's chart of different levels when we bring things <laughs> yeah. down, the Nando's heat chart, like most most of that. Most of that, I mean... What are we now, level three? I don't know. I think, I think we're level I think, three I think you know. we're are we a bit lower now. We're we like mango and lime now. I don't know. No. Are we still on like I think like we're medium. medium. Yeah, yeah, I think still we're still medium. <laughs> Have you not seen it? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: it was ridiculous. Everyone's waiting for this big talk and this big presentation. It was like pie charts. And it was like, you know, when you first learned to do
4: PowerPoint. Yeah. It was very much like that. <laughs> um,
2: Terrible great presentation, great. presentation. Yeah. Like
4: that. But, see, I think, that was, I think that was deliberate. I think they delivered that in a way that people would be used to seeing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, I genuinely believe the whole easing lockdown thing, I don't think, I genuinely believe, that and I might be wrong, um, and I've got a strong distrust for the government, but I genuinely believe it's not a case of let's follow the science and open things up here, when and in. Because if you look at the death rate numbers, I've, I've seen days of 40, I've seen days of back up to like two, 300. So it's one of those things where I don't think it's got anything to do with the the, the severe like threat level or whatever, the, the Nando's chart thing. I think it's got everything to do with the quicker they can get the economy back open. Because I feel gen- how they see it, that's more important than people's safety. Yeah,
3: I mean, obviously it's a learning curve for them too because when it first came, they said kids and animals can't get it. Mm. So I've spoke to a lot of people who are saying it's man-made and I try not to have an opinion on stuff like that. I like to find out if, if someone's passionate about something, if they have a thought that they're like people who believe flat earth like I love having conversations crazy with crazy people because it's it's there they've put a lot of time and research into this. They don't just decide one have day. Have they
4: though? Or, or have they watched a, a few YouTube videos where one person? sat A couple talking. of
3: people I've spoken to have really like dedicated a lot of time to it and still believe. So there's some, there's some things at the top, I don't want to go into this now, but there's so some is this, things. Are you coming out as a flat earth? I'm you? definitely, I'm definitely not. I've not seen anything to convince you me. you got tinfoil on the inside of your hat. <laughs> but there are, there are people who I speak to who have enough of a, they've convinced themselves enough that they're they're willing to say out loud that they believe that and have those conversations. Um, But yeah, so it's a man-made thing and there's reasons behind it. And then all... But I think if you're looking for something to be true, Mm -hmm. it's easy to find evidence of it. Um, So yeah, so they're still learning. Now we've found out that kids can get it and there's been cats that have got it. But then
4: it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like it's... Before all this happened, realistically... Corona was a beer. No one thought no one thought about it as
3: well apparently it was. So there's there's but a yeah, there's like- a Netflix programme um and it's all dubbed it's um chinese I've seen and this was it, yeah, 2 years it. ago and there's two doctors talking and they man make a disease called coronavirus and the subtitles are there and it says it and this is 2018 and then they're talking about it affecting the respiratory and all these different but things and they literally describe corona the corona is just wearing. a type
4: of virus so there has been some bird flu and all those kind of things yeah. like in SARS that's they've all been versions of corona so it's not something that's new to us. It's just this strain is new to us, I guess. Because mm. I mean, if we remember SARS, if you remember, I mean, what's the official name of this one? Is it SARS-CoV-2? Is that what they call it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that's what that's the name of this strain. We know it's COVID-19, COVID-19 but it's SARS-CoV-2. So, so the whole like Corona COVID thing isn't a new thing. Um, so, if you want to look for things in movies or hidden messages in books or all these kind of things then same again it's confirmation bias isn't it really you're looking for something you're more likely to see it. it's a law of attraction yeah
3: definitely and that's why i asked you where you get your second-hand information from so
4: it's difficult it's <coughs> to, you have me. to get it from several different sources which means watching the bbc or the sky news rt al jazeera the independent cnn all these different you have to kind of because somewhere amongst all those stories you're going to find some form of some form of truth you might just have to piece it together um, but, but then that's your you're just pick if you if you want to believe
3: something you'll just pick the bits of course because so, yeah,
4: we all have our biases
3: yeah so the guy the, there's one main guy i speak to about quite a lot of the conspiracy theory stuff and he does a lot like i say he does a lot of research um and i was asking research. him i was asking him who who he looks at what websites he goes on and he sort of said the same. You've just got to go through everything and then see what makes sense. And it just feels like, it, again, it's people's opinion. So if I, if I want to believe that it's man-made, I can watch things and believe that. Of course can you can. Um, so like the Black Lives Matter stuff, I've had quite a lot of inboxes from people because I've been quite outspoken. Did you just
2: make a segue?
3: Did you like that? It was smooth. So smooth. you know smooth. what? No one would even have noticed if oh, you. were it. we're fact, going to have to swear. Oh in shit! Edits, we're going there. Okay. <laughs> like, but it was a good yeah, segue what, Phil, it was. But now mean, I feel like it's been ruined. So let's. Sorry. You know when yeah. it happens again? Yeah. Yeah. let's right, come back. What, back what back we'll on. do is we'll all just look at <laughs> each other and just like go yes. I'm going to catch it, but just not the microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll all just give each other a little look next time it happens. Yeah. But I've been quite outspoken about it. um And I have done a lot of research and with that it's easier because there's facts, it's not opinions, there's facts, these things are happening, there's places you can look, there's uh, arrest files, there's court cases, there's actual facts of what's been happening, about punishments and I've still got people who don't want to believe that. And mainly these are the people who say white lives matter as well, or all lives matter, and they're taking it personally. But I've had so many messages from people saying, what about this video? And I've been sent two videos. There's one from um, an American black female, um, Candace Owens, Owens. who's saying we shouldn't be supporting this. And then there's one where it's two twins. Hodge twins. Have seen that? Yeah, yeah. And they're going against it. So now they're using these two videos to say, look, even black people are saying this. And it's like what, all right. Well, what, let me just send you a hundred
4: videos. But it's one. It's one of those things, isn't it? It's 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 a tricky one. Um, and I've generally found that a lot of people have done this, where they've gone, "Well, this guy's black and he's saying this," so let's. It, it doesn't devalue the, the truth of the movement. But yeah, there are. It's, a, it's it is a difficult one because you don't. What you don't want to do is openly attack someone, um, or openly say somebody's just, wrong.
2: See, for me personally, I just think it's it's like there's a number of and there's so many conversations crammed underneath it. Yeah. It's like, first of all, what is racism? Secondly, what are the protests for? In who, who are you protesting for? George Floyd? Well, that's no, that's
4: it's not, that sparked it. That's that that's, okay. that sparked the movement, but it's not the reason for the protest. And that's been another thing that a lot of people have said we're there's protesting lot of about. There's a
2: confusion, is all I'm saying.
4: There yeah. is, there is. But it, these 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 questions are easily have been answered multiple times and multiple from, you know, from, in multiple different ways. But I generally, I, 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 I'm struggling to understand how someone can't look at this situation and see we have people, we have human beings asking for human rights and to be treated um, equally as the same as everybody else, and there are still people kicking Ah, out yeah, and saying, but no. do you not know about that little girl and this thing happened but to that, her? But and... See, that's the part, it's what yeah, about is and all that exactly. kind of stuff. You can throw a million different things in there. Ultimately, there's a lot of confusion as well, like with people, that did, people understanding the difference between individual racism and systemic institutional racism. That's the biggest issue as well. And then you'll get people say, well, Lewis Hamilton speaking up, but Lewis is a multimillionaire driving a Mercedes, sponsored by Hugo Boss. Well, yeah. But, or we've had, a, or there's been a black president, served two terms. The the, the, the biggest issue we've got is that it's, it's hard for people who aren't experiencing it themselves to fully have that understanding. So what we're relying upon is human compassion. We are, aren't we? Well, it's, and, it's, and empathy. Yeah. And it's hard, it's hard for, it's hard, sometimes hard for people to kind of of get that. If you haven't experienced something yourself or if someone says, well, if you explain it to someone how it can come across as racist for saying all lives matter, they're not going to understand that. And where we, I think we're losing people with this and it's a big thing that I don't like, but it's, it's a true statement. Go and read a book or go and read this, go and watch that, go and educate yourself. There's ways of saying that, but if you're saying to someone who feels like they're being condescended to, go and educate yourself,
2: I don't want to start like that, I just, look, I'm, I'm like this, look, whatever's going on in America is happening in America. It's got a an American history, an American context, the police are their police, they have rights to carry arms, we don't, the uh, likelihood that somebody's going to be involved in a gun shooting is increased because they are carrying guns. We don't have that same thing, so all I'm saying, I'm not trying to discredit anybody, I talk to people on an individual basis, I ask you, if you're claiming that this country or this world or however large or small you want to make the conversation, if we're talking about you, I just want to simply ask, what have you experienced? What forms of racism have you experienced?
4: Now, but then, but then we that we have to break that down and say there's a, there is a difference between individual racism and institutional racism. I think. Okay. Can because, I can I just ask yeah, though? So yeah.
3: if you're if you're saying what? So what if I was talking about Black Lives Matter? So I've not I experienced.
2: Mean, well, I'd ask you what part of Black Lives Matter are you talking about?
3: So I've been speaking to a community organizer, and what community organizers do is. For example, you all live in a house. Have you all got a road outside your house? Yes. Yeah? Have you got a road outside yours?
4: No, nah, I live in a barn, mate. No, yeah, I don't I have a road outside lesson, mine.
3: Actually, We've got two car parks that are I know quite you have That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. But if you've, if you've got a road outside your house and the speed limit's 30 and you go to the council and say, I want the speed limit to be changed to 20, they're not going to do it. If you get everyone on your street to say, we want the speed limit to be 20, then you've got more chance of them changing it to 20 because you have a group of people who all want the same thing and they've asked for something very specific okay
2: but going back to my point which part of black lives matter yeah so this is what i'm about?
3: saying so the, the problem with black lives matter is everyone's causing noise because they're not happy with what's going on but we're not specifically asking for what we what we're trying to achieve yeah. so as a white person all i'm trying to do is educate myself on what I don't know, on what people are going through, what people have been through, and what I can do to help by being honest and saying, when I hear white privilege, it used to make me feel uncomfortable because I'm not privileged in any way. And it took me a couple of years to get the understanding of it's got nothing to do with wealth. When I put an application form in for a job, and then I turn up, they see my name, Phil Pierce, and I walk in as a white man, and that's what they're expecting. If I was a black man with a white man's name, And people have said this to me. They walk into a job interview, and as soon as they walk in and they see that, you know, he's called John, but he's black, and they're sort of like, oh, hi, come in. And it's that I wasn't expecting to see a black man. I will never know what that feels like. So it's about me educating <coughs> myself. But you said you want to talk to people about what they've specifically experienced, but how can I support a, Black Lives Matter? It's a difficult question to answer
2: for, for us. We've not answered the simple question. Okay. What is Black Lives Matter? What When you're talk when you talking about Black Lives Matter, yeah. what exactly are you recognising needs changing? What, so f- this I'm is saying, what I'm
3: saying as a community organiser. There isn't, seem to be, something specific. So for not, me...
1: exactly. Like yeah this is it I, f- I feel colleges. like there is though There's all, Sorry. It's okay. There's, people are protesting it goes back to what you were saying earlier are you protesting for this Black Lives Matter is it because of what happened in America Right. and I think when you said earlier about you finding it difficult why people don't understand the importance of it and it's because maybe media is playing a massive part lack of education but people are joining in the protest maybe for different reasons to other people that initially organised them you might have people then becoming turning to looting rioting whatever that may be and i think what you're trying to get across is everyone has maybe a different perception of what blm is currently standing for based on everyone's personal experience or lack of yeah
3: I, i was just gonna say i think people who have looked into it feel this this need to want to be involved but they don't know how to do it they don't know what that looks like and they're just sort of I want to help, but I don't know how. And I think it's down to each individual. I, don't, so. I think I don't think I our think voices should I be the loudest on it. Because our, our job, essentially,
4: our in terms of, let's be honest with you, as, as people sit around the table, as people, we, we look, and I, I don't know everyone's background, but we're essentially we all, we all look and we are white British people. It's our job as allies. It's our, our voices should be there as support, but they shouldn't be the loudest. I attended, um, I've attended Black Voices Matter the weekend before, and I attended Black um, Black Lives Matter um on on Sunday at High Park. Um and when you go to these there's a lot of speakers um and saying some fantastic things. And I'm gonna be biased here because, you know, uh Mims Robinson started the Sunday practice and um, she started the Sunday practice, and obviously, you know, it provides a platform for me. But she gave a fantastic speech. It's 17 minutes. It's, sh- it's shared on social media, and the points that she makes in that, through the essay that she reads out, it's very clear in terms of this isn't just about George Floyd. It's not just about Trayvon Martin or any other name you could, or Stephen Lawrence, any other name you could lift out. It's the fact that it's, there is still an issue with this. If people are thinking it's just about George Floyd, that's the that's the spark that's that that, 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 that you know that. That set, the, set the thing ablaze but it's not it's not the only reason and I think what tends to be missed when you say you know what is the main aim none of us around this I don't feel around this table can answer that right. there are better people than us that can provide the answer
2: but they're not speaking is what I'm talking about they are speaking what, they are the speaking specific points yeah they are uh, so maybe, what, heard, what is it that people are trying to get and it might be my, my own let 's try to find in America the context is Black people being shot. I get that. That I get that in America. I'm now looking at the UK movement okay. and what's trying to be has well, to be changed. Let's. But so if anything, it's profiling. It's
4: changing the conversation. It? It's making people address things now. I mean, let's take a look at yesterday. Was was the anniversary of the Windrush? The arrival of the Windrush. Mm-hmm. Now we've had the Windrush scandal. Was it 2018? And we and it was. The way it was, the way that people, British people, British citizens, that, that, that were invited and came here to, you know, to help rebuild this country, the way they were treated. Yeah. If we don't think there isn't, I'm not saying you, you, you're suggesting there isn't, but when mm. people ask the question, we don't think there isn't that there is institutional racism in this country. We can look at exactly what happened during the Windrush scandal. That was it was two years ago. It's still happening now. A few weeks ago on BBC, and I wish I could remember the name the name of the uh, of the show, but there are a lot of people when you look at social media as a a social barometer and you look at the comments people don't realize just how serious it was just how disgusting it was how many years ago was it was it 93 with Stephen Lawrence I mean it's there's there's lots of things that happen in this country and they are being spoken about and and there are people speaking about it on platforms and and those are the people we should be listening to my voice should only be as an an ally I, I believe that that's 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 what we should be we should be allies our voices shouldn't be louder
2: I'm, I'm not going to ally, align myself with something that i don't understand did you, have so you been I'm to a protest clarity, one second if i'm looking for clarity of understanding around subject matters or felt feelings or what that like i've seen it now i'm gonna i'm gonna say social media is a terrible platform to have these conversations it's very very difficult to uh to make it to hit on all the nuances and to have that sympathy that you'd have in your voice. People read it in the context of how they're charged up at that moment of reading. So it's a terrible platform. But I've also seen that there's like, there are two camps of people who are getting blocked. There's people who are out and out racists, who genuinely I think would get out of the bed and put on the racist slippers go downstairs and eat the racist cereal. Where do you buy racist that... slippers from? Bro, whatever, you... Where... I'm just telling you this. Know, the milk like... they're putting on their cereal, white man, <laughs> Aryan milk.
4: They only eat milky bars. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah no, they're what milk. I'm
2: saying is that you've got them graded top shelf racists, but then you've also got the people who are genuinely just fucking confused. Now, in, the, in that camp of people who are confused, We need to take time. This is what I'm saying about what is racism, right? Because, look, for me, my definition of racism is it's negative ill intent, okay? Now, if you start from that definition, you can actually understand that that can manifest into a myriad of behaviors. This was Malcolm X that said that you've got two types of races. You've got the fox and the wolf. Now, we're only ever looking at the wolf. They are the type of races to attack physically, verbally, uh, very Visually, very blatant. But then you've got another camp of racists, which is the fox. Same prey, different um, attack technique. That, for me, is encapsulated by it was perfectly illustrated by Joe Biden in America whilst talking with Charlemagne. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you vote for Trump and you don't vote for me, you're How not you black. black? Yeah. So that's basically you've set a paradigm of what it means to be black. If you deviate away from the idea of what it means to be black, you're not black. That is psychological warfare. That is attack on the black people's right to be human if you identify as a human you have the freedom of choice to think feel and be whatever you are is that not what it means to be a human so therefore if you're setting a paradigm of what it means to be black you're dehumanizing that person that's the most malicious type of racism but no one ain't talking about it
4: I think hit now on that that. I, no it has and you know I, and i'm a big big fan of, of uh of malcolm x um, as well so it's, point, it's, sorry, it's i'm just saying like uh, it's it's interesting. My only, my only point would be is that from that in terms of ill intent, it's that's on that's on an individual level. I, I genuinely believe you could remove every single person from this country. Every single person from this country is racist, and just have people that weren't racist. Right? Let's 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 create this little this 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 picture a moment. If the system itself is still geared up to not um, provide equality of opportunity and to still discriminate against people of people. Um, of colour, whether it be black, Asian, whichever whichever word you want to use, or whichever group you want you want to you, want to, you want, to, want to highlight, if the system itself isn't set up to provide equality, then the system itself is racist. That's very different to individual racism, and that's that's where the, 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 I feel that the question becomes hard to, to hard to answer. But I fully agree with what you said. I, no, I really do, but it's a tricky one. And I think that's where the confusion is happening in society at the moment, is that someone can turn me and say, I'm not racist. And, and I can genuinely believe that. I can genuinely believe that, that they don't feel they're racist, but it doesn't mean that the system itself can't be racist. I'm and, that's, can't. and that's, that's why it's thing, difficult to answer. This is the
2: only thing, because I know that we live in a world of propaganda, of miscommunication, misinformation, whatever else. I can only ever personally deal with an individual at a time. I have to speak with you. And ask you what issues have you faced? And now, if you can come to me and say I have experienced X, Y, and Z, and it appears to be something that we can attack, and I can align myself and help you, I will do that. But I'm not going to just simply because you claimed racism automatically say yes, you're um, you're right, and and whoever you're claiming is a racist, I'm going to attack them because I need to have a little bit of evidence. Because I'm putting my neck on the chopping block. So what get- would
4: what would help you, like gain that understanding?
2: Like I said, individual conversation. Look, let me put it like this, right? Because this is the main problem we have to overcome. And this is what nobody's talking about because it seems like it's got some nefarious connotations to even raise the question. But I was speaking with my friend the other day, Alex from London, he's a dancer, mechanical, shout out. Um, Great guy, we were having a really in-depth, open, honest conversation. He's a black guy. Now I asked him, when does it stop being racist? So if a white guy has an altercation with a black guy, is that automatically racist? And he said, I don't understand what you mean. I said, if, if a white guy got into an altercation with you, would it be automatically racist? He said, it wouldn't automatically be racist, but I'd walk away feeling that it was racist. And I love that answer because that's the most honest answer I've had to that question since I've asked it. Now I'm like, right, that's a problem. Because you've got a white guy, who, well, you've got two, two guys who have an altercation. One just so happens to be white, one just so happens to be black. Now, if through further investigation, the motive between the white man attacking the black man becomes unveiled that it was race-related, then absolutely treat it as what it is. It's a racist situation. However, if two men just so happen to have an altercation, it can't be immediately attributed to the color of their skin as That's to true. why they had the altercation. It's an
4: interesting one, though, isn't it? Because if we if we look at society, if we look at the history of this country through colonialism, through and a systemic and in, um, institutional racism, that you're dealing with lived experiences. So, if anyone yeah. has suffered has suffered racial yeah. abuse or has suffered because of the because you know has suffered racism because of the system, yeah. then that could then create. Yeah. Um, Justifiably or not, that could then create a bias in their head. So mm-hmm. I can I can I understand the answer, I have, I understand and it's this answer. there is no. And here's the problem with this: there is no straightforward answer. But no. the thing I'm, I, I think is, has been fantastic about this movement and about the, how it's affected society currently is it's opening the conversation. And I think it not, oh, sorry, it's it, it, it has. It's created a platform, and the conversation is being had now. Whether we agree that whether we, whether we agree or not, whether the conversation is being had correctly, the conversation is being had. Yeah. And I think it needs to be had, and like, and for me, it has. If you look at the, the Windrush scandal itself, that was disgusting, and that's happening to people right now. And and for me, the argument needs to be had. If when people when statements get made, so for example, let's run it back a little bit. Boris Johnson said, "I don't believe that Britain is a racist country." Let's put aside the fact that he is a racist. Let's put aside the letterbox um, comments and the the picking in his watermelon smiles and the tank top wearing bomb yeah, boys. Yeah, like yeah. we know that we know he's a bigot, but. for him to make that statement when there are still people in this country that are experiencing racism on that level for example like the Windrush Mm -hmm. Um, Like the fact that it's only been recently that the inquiry into Stephen Lawrence has come out, and that was 1990. Was it 93? I might be wrong on this one. It might be not. It it was early 90s. I remember I was quite young. The fact that it's taken that long. The fact that we've got Dominic Cummings, who's a believer, is a a proponent of eugenics, which talks about, you know, black people have lower IQs, you know, that that they're they're more docile, that his word's not mine, and I I, I completely disagree with it. I think it's disgusting that someone has got that influence over the Prime Minister. So when we're talking about eugenics, And and then the the, the Prime Minister comes out and says that Britain is not a racist country. Now, it's easy to say there is an issue with racism in this country. Where people take that personally is that you might have. One of us could turn around and say, well, well, I'm not racist. I don't think that this country is a racist country because I'm not racist. But in terms of racism, us saying that we're not racist, that we haven't experienced or can't experience racism on that level, I was saying that the UK isn't, isn't racist. It's, it's pointless us saying that. The, the, the question needs to be answered by the people that are experiencing that, that have true lived experiences. That currently, right now, are, you know, are asking the statement what the statement "Black Lives Matter" means for me is like see me, see what I'm going through, listen to what, listen to what I'm saying, and listen to what I've experienced. And that's what it means to me. It's raising the fact, raising the question, and raising it to society that this is an
2: issue. Yeah, but this this is why this like, this is. This is why I say you have to do it on an individual basis because the same way, well, there's two points I one to make, but the same way that there are, um, there's a whole bunch of white people out there at the moment just sharing Black Lives Matter fucking posts, putting up that black, um, uh, black squares, on yeah. Instagram on the Black Lives Matter Tuesday or Blackout Tuesday or whatever it was called. Uh, there's a whole heap of black sorry a whole heap of white guys just out there trying to say I'm not against black people look at me I'm virtuous I'm one of the allies Motherfucker, you're doing it for your own street cred kiss my ass yeah,
4: agreed agreed however in sh- that's the point though like let, let's take the let's take the, the Colston statue in Bristol the fact that until that was pulled down most people didn't know who he was I don't think it's a problem with people but I think that's I, I don't think it's a problem with people sharing this stuff now because it means that look, I didn't know this before. Let me share it. And yeah. event, that's really important. Now, yeah. we could argue, would it, without this current situation, would people have learned about these things? And the answer would, would probably have been no. Yeah. Um, not everyone is. I've found the civil rights movement in America fascinating, like Malcolm X and, and that, that whole era. It is fascinating for me. It really was in terms of human beings. And, and seeing the struggle that human beings have went through but but not everyone is in that situation to, to automatically have that and we, have, we do have an education system that doesn't necessarily provide that narrative to us
2: you just kind of gave me the perfect segue there because if you go back to the civil rights movement mm-hmm. you had well the two that everyone thinks of uh, Malcolm, and Malcolm X and yeah. Martin Luther King now these were two and James
4: Baldwin as well I'd say James
2: Baldwin absolutely he, he did the, uh, his, his debate that he did uh, in uh, was it Oxford or <laughs> Cambridge Anyway, he did a fantastic speech. Check that out on YouTube. Anyway, most typically people think of Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, all right? Now, no one would argue that either of these gentlemen didn't, in their heart, think that they were fighting for what they felt was right for black people at the time, right? They had different opposing ideologies as to how to get people there or what they felt was the outcome. But in terms of where they felt the destination was, they felt it was both whatever the battle they were fighting was right for who they deemed as their people right now the problem with the current context is there is no opposing or argument there is like you said there's uh candice owens and there's uh the hodge twins videos circulate, and there's other people who are talking from the conservative perspective but i'm talking about like pardon me on on the liberal side it's like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. I don't think either of them would have associated them. Well, Martin Luther King yeah, maybe, probably Malcolm was more was the democratic, Party, yeah, democratic, but, but, but Malcolm, whereas Malcolm X,
4: was more of. He'd have been more of a. He'd have been in his own party. He was like he, he, he would have them. Yeah, he, yeah. He'd, he'd, most likely, it'd have been anarchism. I guess if, you, right, if okay. you have an alignment.
2: But there's no alternative perspective now. This goes on to my other point. So,
4: this is a potential segue. I'm liking this. If he's going where I think he is,
2: maybe. <laughs> So like I said, there was two camps, right? There was the racists and there's the white people with questions, right? So for the white people with questions, and this is my biggest fear, and this is what we need to be mindful of. Don't just look at today's situations, look at tomorrow's potential outcome. So the people with issues today who are raising questions, but then automatically getting called racists, getting blocked, getting whatever, they're not having an clarity. In fact, what's actually being bred is animosity. They're thinking, I'm not being heard. What the fuck? Is this what Black Lives Matter movement is all about? I can't be heard. I'm raising questions. Now, what does that breed? It breeds the creating grounds for actual racists. Because really why? So they have got you got young boys and women, generally young men, right? In their early 20s, late teens, whatever it is, young white boys with genuine questions, brought up on a council state with a multi-ethnic uh, surrounding got these questions done now, and they're being shut down. They're not allowed to ask questions. What does that then say? It says for them, true white nationalist racist groups. They'll say, "Look, lad, come here. We'll listen to you. Agreed. Fuck them. We'll we'll look after you. Come under we've And we've now already... you've just expanded the true racist movement because out there because there she is... wasn't willing to listen and give somebody the time of day to try and recognize ignorance from nefarious
4: it's, it's true and we, and we have we have a great examples of that if you, if you take a look at people feeling ostracized or push that and, and feeling like their voice is silenced a little bit, I, I can completely understand that because if we take a look at for example the rise of um, extremism in this country from any, any kind of point of view that I'd like a, a massively ostracized community after 9-11 was the Muslim community mm. um, and it did push it did push a lot of people that did fall out yeah, towards that. Like that but, yeah. but that's where i thought you were going with the, no, no, with the no, segue no, yeah, yeah. but like it's, it is a great example but the problem lies with, within and i think you're right is that and, I, and i'll bring it back to this and i'm very much aware this is me and you talking and not everybody else <laughs> and maybe we should bring people in but <laughs> I, the, the, the fact that the problem becomes is that there is a lot of virtue signal agrees but my voice your voice phil's voice um amy yeah, it's all right amy. Sorry, <laughs> our voices shouldn't be loudest on this. We should be having these discussions, yeah, right. but but our voices shouldn't be loudest on this. So when people are asking questions, who's shutting them down?
0: Yeah. And it
4: has been a very interesting one as well to be take a look at. For example, the TV show has been pulled off. Now that's no no activist, and I'm an act, I'm a political activist myself. But no activist has, has gone to, to to Mars and said address Uncle Ben's. No activist has gone to um, has gone to the BBC and said look at Little Britain. Now when, that's them themselves. If those companies want to address. Those streaming sites want to address that that content themselves and decide whether it's it's controversial or potentially offensive that's what's great about this right now that this movement is making people address that but the key point is that people getting angry about that are saying this is going crazy now but it's not the activists themselves that are making those companies look at themselves in that sense so it's 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 not an easy one to answer but the only people that can provide the answers i generally believe are the people that have lived those experiences and can talk about it from experience and this is why i do think it's key that I've learned a lot myself um just on Sunday alone from the speakers that that have talked that have that spoke on, on on Sunday especially and like I said I've got my biases um that you know I think Mim Robinson is is, is a fantastic human being. Um, but her speech it's 17 minutes long, it's on social media. If anyone goes into my page, I'll, I'll share it later on. Watch that and understand what the message is in terms of what what they I feel they're saying what Black Lives Matter is. The point of the people attacking back, I generally feel that that is, it is white people that are virtue signaling maybe that are attacking these people. Yeah. And I, and I feel like it is less the people that should be answering those questions.
2: Yeah. And I just want to put this out there because it has seemed like I'm fighting for white people. not, no, not at all, man. how that can be interpreted. So let me just put it like this. I recognize that white hierarchy, the top end of white people, the general white people are just out here working class trying to just fucking Fail and survive and just what? Well, I don't think there's any nefariousness predominantly in their actions. They might have been swayed in their narrative in the way that they perceive black people or Asian people or whatever due to the news that they read. But I don't think they wake up with any necessary nefarious intent in the heart. Anyway, there's definitely some issues. Mm. I just have to be clear as to what issues are, and it just has to be clearly. Articulate. Look, people such as Akala, great, fantastic. Uh, people like who else is like a British sports person for that? Loki, uh, Loki, yeah,
4: very outspoken.
2: Um, but oh, I think who, who, who's who's that guy from um, Top Boy? Who's who's uh, Ashley uh, Walters? Ash, Ashley Walters. He went by Ashley D. That's how I was thinking.
4: Um you see, I back to those solid holidays. Yeah. yeah,
2: but it's kind of like like you've got black men in the UK who have done a lot and do a lot and have got the platform to be a voice. And, and I think it's like, it, it's lacking leadership. And I think that's why it's really needing. At the moment, it's just a lot of people with grievances. It's, it's, and- it's hard to
4: have, see, it's hard to have a, a, a leadership thing. And this is something I, I do want to address. I've seen a lot of this, but people will talk about, there's a manifesto of, of Black Lives Matter in there, and their cultural Marxists and all this sort of thing. Ultimately, what you're dealing with, with, with these is individual groups. Let's look at here in Leeds. There'll be a Black Lives Matter Leeds. There's a Black Lives Matter Huddersfield. There might be a Black Lives Matter London. There might be a Black Lives Matter Liverpool. Stephen, H Liverpool. These are individual groups. There isn't one head leader of the whole section. I get. I think I know where you're going with this. We're saying that it, you know, there isn't a Malcolm. There isn't a Martin. There isn't a James Baldwin. But you still. But it's hard to, to say that this is the whole movement. That's, that's, that has one leader that's not how it works
2: you know what Look, if, if what you're talking about because you're right there's Black Lives Matter protests that are happening in Manchester and Leeds and London and, now that's personally how I think you sort out worldly issues if each demographic is simultaneously committed to addressing the issues within their local district then you can simultaneously affect the world right so if there's issues predominantly <coughs> going on within Manchester police force or the Manchester lack of funding for uh, black community centres or, or whatever the issues are per geographical location that's the more adequate way I think you address these issues now bear in mind agreed, agreed. there may be limitations to what a council can do because they're restricted by government funding that goes a step above but then you're working incrementally above you're not starting at the top and then working down you start at the local wholeheartedly agree mate. local Wholeheartedly agree. you work up I agree. Personally. but you are right. It's a bunch is, of white people here talking about black people's issues. So I, I guess like, I've like,
4: really enjoyed the, 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 yeah. the back and forth with you, mate. It's been it's been great. I just, yeah, I we, just feel we are, bad for we are for still Easter. here as well. Sorry. Let me
3: let me ask. Did any of you see the Anthony Joshua speech?
4: Yes, no. I oh, did. Oh, he says so, I, right? I have yeah. opinions on this. That, so I, on I yeah. So
3: a lot of people in it, he mentions. Did you get to see it, Amy? No. So he goes to a protest and he's in Watford, talking... Watford, big up Watford, that's my home Yeah, and he's talking and he's reading this thing from his phone or from phone, I don't know whose phone it is, and he says, don't shop in their shops. Um, you know, support your local black community. Right. And there's been uproar about how he's been racist towards white people it's now. It's been misunderstood. Yeah, this is it. This is exactly my point. So this is the media thing. So if I want you to... Go against Black Lives Matter. My second-hand information for you is going to be, oh, Anthony Joshua said abandon but, all white but, but shots. same again.
4: If if you watch this speech and I understand what he's trying to say, it was very much a simple case of. Um, and, and I'll address something first. People look at this and they go, they don't agree with attacking the police and, and vandalism and riots. A small proportion, a small portion of, of, of these protests has, has, has been that. However, but a lot, people will then blanket it and say they've all been violent. If we're saying protest peacefully, don't protest like that, what's the best way to protest? Protest economically of where you spend your money. What he's saying is don't spend your money at companies that are racist or companies that are white supremacist or companies that take advantage of the black community. There's nothing wrong with saying but support local companies. And that's what he was saying. He wasn't wasn't
3: even saying that. It wasn't his speech. He was reading what somebody else had wrote because at one point they're talking about we need to educate our youth. And he's saying, he's, he's reading it, and he's saying, we need to educate our youth. And he goes, you know what, I actually, I actually believe this. And then he talks away from the phone, and he talks about how we need to educate young people from you know, low-income backgrounds and all this. And he, he, he goes away from the phone, and you can hear him talking about his opinion about the little bit that's on that phone. And he finishes that, and he's like, that's all I've got to say on that. And then he goes back to this list that he's clearly not real. <clears throat>
4: I, f- I think it, it demonstrates a lot in terms of racist opinion because you can use that and you can also use the the, the, um, the Storms example, which I'll bring up in a second. But the point of Anthony Joshua is he was the nation's darling, right? Um, he's winning Olympic gold, nation's darling. Um, turning professional, creating a platform so that other British... He, he And I'm a big combat sports fan. Um, Anthony Joshua rebuilt and relaunched the pay-per-view model so all fighters are making more money and it's a dangerous sport. It's a very short career and you're getting punched in the head. But all fighters are making more money from this. And we raise them up as a darling for that. Becomes a world champion. Um, unified world champion. Two-time unified world champion. And everyone raises him up. He, he's a great role model. He says something which is misinterpreted and straight away, he's attacked. Yeah. And it, you can then take the same thing from that where, I don't know if you saw Stormzy's place to, and I can't remember the amount of time it was, but he's placed to, to invest Ten million of his own money to anti-racist causes. Now, I saw this in several different places, and I re- and I always do this, and, sh- and, and the reason there's a reason why I do it as a as poet and a spoken word artist. I like to I like to know the, the feel of in terms of it's like a social brand. I like to know what people are thinking. You look at the comment section; people saying it's racist because the headline leads to black charities, and someone says, "What if a white person said they're just going to give?" But actually, click up the article, read it. He says they're going to give it to anti-racist charities. What is fueling a lot of this? Um, and is stoking the fire that and, and, and awakening a lot of bigotry and racism that I do feel genuinely exists in a lot of people because you're not going to get that, hence the, the comments is the media's how they're framing that because the headline reads gonna is you no know, isn't will, will is committed to spending 10 million to black charities when realistically it was anti-racist charities yeah and I think that's that's important but there's two issues there there's one the media are shady as fuck and two. It's not creating racist opinions in people, it's just waking them up. And I genuinely believe if we go back a few years politically and we look at the European um, um, parliamentary elections when UKIP won a few years back, uh, and which unfortunately shot Nigel Farage onto the, onto the world scene, which uh, I hate Nigel Farage, but that's a different subject, it, it, it emboldened people. You then have Brexit, it emboldened people. You then had, and not saying old people, some people. You then had, um, every time there's a terrorist attack and people are allowed to speak from a certain point of view, it will embolden people. When your prime minister is saying racist things, it emboldens people. Casual racism is is, is a huge, huge issue in this country. Um, but when you've got events that are happening politically or democratically, or you've got leaders openly being racist or openly being bigoted or openly being homophobic or transphobic or any other any other crap... That it has become a lot of um, kind of what's the word I'm looking for here. It's rife in society. So the, the, this country does have an issue with, with racism, and there are lots of examples you can look back on. The media has an important an important job, and and when and I think it's it's a it's a difficult situation at the moment because growing up as kids, our parents could watch BBC and you feel like you could trust it. You speak to your grandparents, they'd watch BBC and you could trust what the BBC said. I Had this conversation with my auntie who's. In their mid sixties, um, uh, a couple of weeks back, you could trust the BBC. These days, that n- people feel that they can't trust any media source, and that that is hard. That's difficult, because it, it, what it does is it emboldens. It makes people feel comfortable with that, not just casual racism, but outright racism. There, so we so we are seeing a lot of that. And whether we the said that social media as a platform may not be the best place to have these conversations, but it's very interesting to see people's opinions because they do feel there's a bit of anonymity because there's no one there to come back at them and they can say whatever they like. So there is a big issue. There is a big issue with with racism in this country because you can see that. If your first response is, Anthony Joshua is racist because he said, I'm going to interpret this as this, but it wasn't because context is gone. We remove all nuance and we just say, he says this, I feel like that's attack against me. So I'm now going to say something back and I'm going to say I've I'm, I'm been racist now. Nah. It's, it's an interesting one as well with the concept of racism where can a black person be racist to a white person? On an individual level, yes, of course they can. Anyone can be bigoted or discriminated against anybody else. But you've now, I generally feel at the moment through unintentional ignorance, through lack of education, through the media being very irresponsible, you, there are a lot of white people right now that feel that Black Lives Matter is racist towards them.
2: Yeah, but I, 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 yeah. No, Sorry, I rambled no, on No, no, there. no, no. Do you want to say anything? No, yeah,
4: I'm all
1: right. I just think what you've both highlighted a lot there, maybe unintentionally times, but it is ignorance because you've mentioned how social media is a massive catalyst behind a lot of the issues. and But at the same time, as you mentioned, it's also raising awareness. So is it social media that we need to be looking at? Is it human rights, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, or is it we need to looking at education and how we can educate our young younger people in society to know that social media is out there, something that's very prominent in their lives, and how to utilise it in the best way. I when think education. These articles, yeah. You know, from Sky News, you've got them from you know the Sun, all these different tabloids are out there as well, yeah. and it's about them. Having that education to then form their own to, opinion f-
4: to form critical thinking, yeah, Absolutely. that's that's that, that is a key Absolutely. point because it is it is really difficult. It's a very it's it's hard because it's like the concept of I don't know where everyone stands on the argument of, of freedom of speech. Now, like Katie Hopkins, poisonous bitch, um, has been banned from Twitter, and then people are saying that's an infringement on their, on their freedom of speech. It's not Twitter, or a private company, they can have their own rules and regulations, but. What I do find I'm hearing a lot, and I don't know what your guys' opinion on this is when it comes to freedom of speech. Now, what, an understanding of what freedom of speech is. Because I am free to express myself in any way I want. I am not free from repercussions. If I say something offensive to you, I'm free to say it, but you're free to, to respond. And that's that's the point. Now, if I am imprisoned and incarcerated for for, for saying something which is offensive to somebody else, that's, a, that's when you then get into the gray area because it, then it's quite a murky area with things like hate speech and inciting violence and inciting hatred. It, it's not a straightforward answer, but the whole freedom of speech argument right now is it's frustrating for me because it's a cornerstone of a free society, free, freedom of speech. It is a cornerstone of democracy, but there are too many people that have an, the wrong idea of what freedom of speech is. If, if I say something offensive to you and you find it offensive, and you say, don't say that to me and kick and kick my ass, you've not infringed upon my freedom of speech because I've been I've been free to express myself. But it's one of those things in society, whenever someone says that's racist or that's mm-hmm. offensive, that is- pe- people automatically, and, and it's a tricky one. There is no straightforward one because ultimately you're free to say and do what you like. You just might not be free from Re- a pushing. reaction from someone else. Yeah, yeah
2: that's, that's, that's where the issue lies though, because somebody got sacked for sharing all lies not. right? Lynching, a slave ownership hanging from trees to sharing a thing with all lives matter that's it's not analogous, right? That's not racism to the same degree. You Agreed, can't yeah. claim that someone's racist for sharing all lives matter. Fair enough. The term All Lives Matter has absolutely been used as a way to try and combat the um, severity of the issues being raised by Black Lives Matter, by racist white people. Fair enough, it could be a term that's been hijacked and therefore you... As a non racist white person who's using the term All Lives Matter, have to be aware look, that's not the right term, mate. It's been hijacked by racists. You're going to be thrown into that same camp. You have to be more aware. However, just because someone shared the term All Lives Matter, we have to have the fortitude and the patience to kind of step back and go, look, is it racist? And question agreed. It. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. But
3: this, the thing is, when people are saying All Lives Matter and White Lives Matter, it's in response. To black lives context important. If, if yeah. they were saying it six months ago, yeah. all yeah. lives yeah. matter, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, we agree, but this, all lives do matter. Yeah. Yeah. This is But a, when it's a fight back, when, yeah, it's, when it's saying someone right says Black back. Lives Matter, it's saying no 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 right. Right. all lives matter. Right,
2: right. And that's and, when it's Right and, and you're right. And this is the thing, this this is the problem that we have got in a multicultural, multi ethnic, multi religious uh, community. A country or whatever you're trying to simultaneously align a narrative a social narrative whereby each demographic each person individually can look upon and draw meaning and a sense of self-worth from whereas if the current narrative is that white people are superior black people are less so then obviously black people don't want to say look nah, fuck that we're changing the narrative we're going to make sure that the media represents fairly and rightly we're going to make sure that our education is is taught within school etc etc now that i fully agree with whatever changes need to be made i'm going to stand off before i agree to exactly what the changes are but the general uh motive to change the social narrative to make sure black people feel um encompassed and and included i'm all for but I'm just going to stand off until I hear exactly what the recommendations are before I sign them off. But then at the same time, what you have to look at is there is a subsect of white people who interpret it as you're trying to come from my place. You're, you're infringing on my position in the world. And, and we do need to tackle that. That's true.
4: That's, that's an interesting one because it's like anything. It's like, if you take, if you, t- you, you could, we can open this up to a, to a wider spectrum. Now, if you take a look at, let's end, um, Gender inequality. Let's look at, um, at, at to gay marriage, to trans rights. The key point that only ever needs to be looked at with this situation is: you've got people asking for equal rights. Yeah. Now, as I and I'll say this right now, unapologetically, I am a I am a straight white male. This world was built for me to succeed. Whether I take advantage of those opportunities or not is up to me but we but the point is everyone should have the same privilege opportunity equality of opportunity that's a key point equality of opportunity that i have that everyone everyone should have that same yeah. point so when people are asking for equality it doesn't mean that i have to lose my privilege my it's not about my pushing people
3: down to a level it's about bringing, it's bringing up everybody up to, everybody level. Up to the, the level that's the
4: key point with this and this and ultimately that's all black lives matter is it's people saying that like treat us like human beings. Yeah,
2: and sorry, that was my last point, and I'll stand off for someone else. Someone we else are to we are kind
4: of a boy, a hijack this. Sorry, guys. no, no, you're okay.
2: My final point is, I don't want to... every six months this conversation reemerges, and I feel like sometimes it's used around a political election time. They use it to pull people in one direction to cast votes in a single way, and I hear how it's weaponized to turners against one another i really want to look at the single matter of it's dehumanization when you bring it back to its core sexism racism homophobia or any other kind of social division is based predominantly in this dehumanization right and dehumanization is its main issue now we have to recognize that racism is like murder it's always going to be present there's going to be no matter how many laws you throw into the mix, you're never going to be able to completely eradicate the potentiality that there is some section of racism in the with world. So individual
4: metric... with individual racism, yes, yeah. we can we can completely change and smash and rid society and of systemic right. institutional racism. Absolutely. And I think we can be on a path right now with this movement with what it's doing and what it's making us all address in society. We can be in the but, but I agree with you. If we don't. Enact change at the ballot box. If we don't enact change there, this is all for nothing, and that and that's the key point because in the next event, so the next George Floyd or the next Trayvon Martin or the next Tamir Rice, when that happens again, this 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 will wake up because it, it needs to be there. We need to make sure that while we have this momentum and we and the conversation is happening, this is the time to enact change, and that's when it becomes. How everyone's voices matter on this because we can we can push that open wide for the whole that in terms of addressing all inequality all inequality in society which includes poverty which includes classes which includes everything that's what this I feel that's what I feel like this current situation and this current um, social movement it can be the spark that pushes that change. And it's going to mean it's going to mean we're going to have some awkward conversations. It's going to mean there might be some civil disobedience. It's going to mean there might be some people pissed off that might because they might have their own racism or bigoted or, bigot, or bigoted ideas or prejudices raised in them. It's going to be uncomfortable, but ultimately we can get change. And I agree with you when you are saying uh, we can't have this pop up every six months. Change has to happen now. It has to, with the, what's currently happening has to stop. Has to end. And you can you can whether it be black lives matter, trans rights. Gay rights, um, religious rights, any, any subject you want to talk about, we, we can get to a point where we do have true equality of opportunity in, in the world and in society, and we can eradicate poverty. But unfortunately, if we don't keep our foot on the gas and make some people uncomfortable, then it, it, we're not... It, all, this will ha- all, all that will happen is this will die away and then in a year's time or six months time it'll pop up again and we'll be having the same conversations and nothing will change and that's, that's my concern. Every time there is a big social movement like this we have to make sure that we push it forward and we push it as far as it goes. And what we've got to remember as well is that the reason that this is happening is because
3: people have been campaigning for equal rights and they feel like they're making ground but then it happens again and it happens again. We watched a uh, a program on Netflix called Sixteen Shots, and basically um a young black American he was walking down the street with a knife, okay, so there's a police car following him for a while. But all you see is from the squad car's camera, he's running sort of jogging down the middle of the road, another car pulls up, and he's sort of running this way, and the car's pulled up here. Two police officers get out and they shoot him, so the report is he gets shot once in his chest and there was there wasn't time for conversation there wasn't time for anything they just <coughs> shot him so he's, this this kid's died and then they do the autopsy and the police spokesperson comes on and says he you know he he, he approached the police with a knife they had no op- uh, no option but to defend themselves and then when the private autopsy was done he was shot 16 times they said they fired one shot mm. and killed him um, and there was big protests in America, 2014, and there was success. It's never heard of. The police officer was charged. It was, um, it was jury, and they said, so in America they do it weird, so he got um, murder in the second degree. But then for each one of the 16 bullets, it was something like assault and battery with a gun. And each one of those bullets is minimum six years to 13 years for every single bullet. Yeah. So second-degree murder, six times at least six years, 16 times six years. So then everyone's celebrating, and, you know, it was a big thing. It was big on the news, and, look, I've got goosebumps now because it's it's really frustrating. I've, I've really sort of been looking into this, and, like, there's so many stories that are similar to this. It's just this one happens to show you the whole thing rather than it's just been a headline. So this guy gets sentenced, and the white judge says we're just going to get rid of the 16 bullets we're not going to take them into consideration and I think the guy got 8 years in prison for second degree murder so 4 years I think he was up for parole after 3 or 4 years or something so imagine the emotions you're going through where another young black boy has been killed by a white police officer, he is carrying a knife but he's not making threats to anybody right? so people will be split on that Right Why is he carrying a knife? The point isn't why he was carrying the exactly. knife. It was that he wasn't yeah. he wasn't threatening exactly. anybody, yeah. and i don 't understand why police if he's carrying it in his right hand, can they not shoot him in his arm yeah. if Let's, if if he is becoming aggressive, can we not look at a way like, like, what we'd use tasers for? Can we not just immobilize this person while we can find out what's going on it 's the shoot first attitude of a yeah, this of police, is exactly yeah. it. it 's all down to their training but the 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 problem is that this was 2014 so 2016 i think was the actual case and then so that's recent you know they've gone through these emotions of this never happens we're never successful police will never get into trouble and then they do and everyone's celebrating saying it's going to be a minimum of what 80 years we're looking at this and this is a big changing point in our lives this is where we the finally down, we yeah. have equality because this guy is going to get sentenced as if he's killed a white person and then when it comes to sentencing it's nothing it's eight years he's out in, in a matter of a few
4: it's interesting because look at this, there's two points there there's judicial system and then there's then there's policing and I think a point I would like to raise on this one and, and I should have mentioned this at the start is people's thoughts and I think we should be Ask people to answer this question to give these guys a chance to speak. Um on the subject of defunding the police.
0: Yeah.
4: Or see I'll I'll say one quick thing. There's two ways to look at it. There's defunding the police or there's reforming the police in terms of what we understand that argument to be and whether we feel that defunding the police is a good idea.
3: So personally, if we're talking about England, absolutely not. I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I think rather than taking money away from the police, we should concentrate more on training um especially in america they do, the escalator
4: well, situation is a like the, the, it escalates so quick it goes yeah. to we 've all seen the videos of if flick through facebook there 'll be a copper pulls up um within and, seconds That it 's
3: a gun out and it 's shots fired within less than ten seconds in and, most of these situations they 've happened. In America, I'm, in America, America. Yeah. yeah, this it's, is what I mean. So, in America, things, things definitely need to change. But in the UK, I don't think I, I personally don't feel like we have massive issues with the police. We do,
4: we do. If you look at the Metropolitan Police um, and Stephen Lawrence, yeah, that that there, there is there is it's a, it's a tricky one because but the on- problem we've got here is there's hundreds of thousands
3: of police officers in the UK, mm-hmm. and if I said. I, I can't scroll past a Facebook post where people say, oh, all these drug are the same yeah. because we're not. It's true. And I work yeah. with police. I work alongside police. I work for the police. I have I, I have had police work for me in one of my roles, and I know that there's some absolutely smashing yeah, humans... That work as a a job as a police officer. But then there is always, and I think it's about their motive, why are they wanting to join the police? And I think that's a big key point of how people police. We've
4: we've only got to look at, though, if we take a look at how much training are these, whether it's UK or whether it's America, but let's take the UK, for example. Now, I'm not not in favour of defunding the police. I'm in favour of reforming the police and giving them more like giving them more funding um and giving a lot more training you know so they are able to de-escalate they are able to handle situations they are able to do a lot of things that they're not currently able to do because they don't have a lot of funding um i hate Theresa may but when she was home secretary um and and we had the police unions coming out and saying you've you've stripped away all this money from us and we we guarantee you right now we'll find x y and z harder to do and every time we have a terrorist incident or every time we have um anything of that sort break out it's always the same thing where we criticize the police i've had horrible experiences with the police and i've had all right experiences with the police but like i'm not going to judge everyone all with the same um, tired of everyone with the same brush but ultimately what the police understanding what the police are there for they're there they're there for public safety they're public servants right to uphold the law and to make sure that we're safe essentially right that's harder for them to do if they are underfunded you are going to get you are going to get more situations where you are going to get um, more violence or more corruption or more cock really if they don't have the funding so i am i am i'm i am against it's a tough one to say this but i'm against defunding the police because we well, should be investing more and reforming the police so we have better trained um better trained police out there and society will be safer but addressing something else it's like the whole argument of the bad apple if you do have one bad apple on the bunch we do have to address that because yeah. we can argue that there might be 100, 100 fantastic police officers, or well, there might be 100 police officers, and 95 of them are great, and there's five that are bad ones. Now, we've got five bad ones, but you'll have a bigger situation where how many of those 95 that are left know that there's five bad ones and do nothing about it? It's an issue as well. So I think uh, we, you are right, selection process, the training they get, how to de-escalate, how to handle a situation. I'm a big proponent of martial arts. I've done martial arts all my life, and I do believe that like, we should be training the police on how to... Ha- and how Brazilian to. jiu-jitsu. That's what all the police need to learn.
3: Exactly. But is the, is
1: it's the issue actually the police, or is that the criminal justice system, the whole package of it? The, it it's the not, government. Well, yes, it, it is as it's well. It's austerity. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, but, you know, you've got... We've, we've discussed social media, the impact that that has, for example, but... And you've said you've had some great experience with police. I've We've been burgled quite a lot, so we've had some really good experience with police where they've helped. The issues we've had is things like the CPS that won't then take the case further, lack of evidence. So, again, that could go for funding because is there enough uh, the staff, the police, in body to be able to investigate the certain crimes? Yes, you will have bad apples within the bunch, just like you would have in any organisation. That's not me defending them, but that you can't then base the whole... Perception of the police on them two people because we're then
4: getting to generalising and, and yeah, in, in general generalising is a is a bad thing. I, th- I think you're right. I think there is, there is a lot out there that we 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 hear stories about it all the time. And we, we hear about the failings of of the courts, the failings of, of you know the Crown Prosecution Service. It's, it, there's a lot out there. I mean, just the archaic some of the archaic stuff we've got. You, you take a look at um, the rape victims in this country and the, and that what they have to go through just to report the fact that they've been raped. There is a lot that needs to change in this country, but I, but we're not going to solve all these issues by defunding. We're going to solve it by reforming and, and, and investing, and that because and it's it's a tough one to say to people that we've got when you've got areas areas of corruption when when you've got massive massive parts of the system that are broken that that are, that where there is institutional racism and, we, and there, it is it isn't as fair and it doesn't work the way it should work. But the only way we're going to solve that is to invest. And is is to make sure is is to make sure that these that the the system works the way the system should work. And I think part of this as well, and it's this happens where there's a disconnect in society where I think people need to have an understanding. The police are not an authority over you. The police are there as a service to you, and they're there to serve and protect, or ha- whichever whichever saying you want to use. The police are not there as an authority over us. The police are there to help us. To, you know, to, to keep society safe and to, and to enforce laws when they're broken, we need. So we need. We need a, a, a change in what people's understanding is, and we also need a, a reform and reinvestment into in, into into all those areas.
3: See, the other thing with the police is so West Yorkshire Police's Police and Crime Commissioner, Mark Burns Williams, is amazing man. Are you and, name dropping mate? Yeah, I am. Yeah, he's a good friend, but he is also a Castleford supporter. So it's, I what, walked that, into yeah, I walked I into Headingley and walk through the gates with my ticket and i'm walking around and i've looked around and we've just we literally we stood next to each other so I was So like i didn't know he was a rhinos fan and he was like i'm not and he showed me his tie so i was like i'm never putting a funding bid into you again but he he part of his role is to understand that the police have a certain job to do but when we was young we had a police officer and percy the police carol whatever it was called that used to come into the school and talk to us and part of what they're realizing now is that doesn't really work anymore so they all the all the money where they get proceeds of crime now gets reinvested back into organizations like mine so we've got quite a lot of funding from the police crime commissioner to deliver the work that we deliver to hopefully stop the young people that we're delivering to go on to commit crime in the future so it's more long term Rehabilitation so it, and education. Yeah, is it yeah. education it's, and this it's is-
4: the same. What we can both understand. It's like you, you can break it down in the same way when you talk about addiction. Like the best way to solve addiction and to break addiction and to and, you know, and, and to end the crime associated with it is to re- is to rehabilitate rehabilitate people and create create an environment where you'll have less people falling into those situations. Yeah, that's the best way to deal with it. And th- that I think you can you can take that same analogy and spread it across the whole of society. I think we do have an issue in society. Where we do have far too many people falling through the gaps, and we and we have a widening gap in terms of in, in terms of poverty, the haves and the haves nots however you want to put it. Until we address all those issues, and not to get political too political, well, the whole thing has been political. But not to get too political. But I do think the disconnect goes further in society in terms of people need to become better informed of what their rights are, and how society should work, even to the point of. We think that democracy and a political opinion only happens every five years or when there's a referendum. But everything is political. Every aspect of, of our lives is political. Um, and, there's, and because of that, there's a disconnect, so what what people think is is that politicians, our leaders, our prime ministers, our MPs are you know they're the boss. They run the country. Let's let's get this right. We elect we democratically elect these officials to make decisions on our behalf, which means they're accountable to us. We need to get a we need to. Have a massive perspective change in society to realise that we that until we get that understanding right, that Boris Johnson, Theresa May, David Cameron, Gordon Brown, Tony Blair, John Major, yeah. Margaret Thatcher. Are you name uh,
3: dropping now? <laughs> I, don't, I
4: don't know. I don't know any of those people. I did meet Jeremy Corbyn once, by the way. Um, but like, here's the point: that they are not our rulers. Yeah. They are elected, democratically elected, to make decisions on our behalf. And in, exactly. And until we get that right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a weird thing at the moment when it's probably bigger in America than it is here that if you know your rights, that makes you a problem. We should all be informed citizens. Yeah. We, should, we we should all we should all be informed politically. We should all be informed not. on everything. And that's
2: the fucking pro- the, sorry. That's the problem with what you're talking about. Because we're uninformed. We are not economists. We don't know fuck all about trade agreements. We don't know anything about keeping the peace with other countries. We don't know anything about anything. But we are the fucking pub fucking goers the fucking whatever we do mm. but this do you know what I'm saying? I, well, I'm gonna go what's, back. sorry what's oh. all I'm saying is right these people are smart right they know how to manipulate us they manipulate us emotionally to vote for what they think we are going to vote for they don't care they just want to be in the position of power as long as they can get your vote they'll carry on doing what they're doing I don't agree in the current state of democracy it isn't a democracy they feed you headlines to manipulate your opinion so that you'll vote a particular way. It's brainwashing. If you can't see it, then well, even more brainwashing. There's,
1: there's two things there, isn't there? The first thing's a voting system. Because ultimately, what the first past the post right, system—it's—it's it's broken. It's, it doesn't it's work here. Yeah. Broken, and it's never going to change. And it's not
4: representative.
1: People, yeah, but the people in power are never going to say we can change this because they know they're going to lose the place straight away. But
4: it's an interesting point, though. Sorry, that a few years ago when we had the we had the vote on PR proportional representation, yeah. what was the turnout for it? Because because. It, the, the, so again the education wasn't there the, the inform- information wasn't there to let us know that we we could vote to change the, 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 the voting system exactly. and we didn't
1: and this is exactly why I'm going to go back to it obviously I'm a teacher so I'm going to advocate this but education is so crucial here like I was talking to you earlier about my role as a citizenship teacher and leader of it at the school and we are essentially educating the students on this we look at the voting system you know when, when they're in your tenant look at it and Things like in Scotland, they use STV, single transferable vote, and it's essentially not making one vote, but it's ranking, right, I might want you as my number one, but if I don't get you, I'd like you as my number two. And that way, as citizens, you get more choice, but you're more likely to be represented in Parliament, whereas at the minute, we've got a system where you don't have to get the most votes in the country. you just in your little constituency. You've got to get that one extra vote exactly. in Labour, UKIP, Green Party, whatever may be. And that is the issue that we've got. We've, a f- got a sorry, but we've got a government that is running our country with less than 50% of the actual vote. 30%
4: of the vote, exactly. yes. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's really interesting because yeah. what you then get is you then get a situation where... Real, I live in, in Leeds North East, um, which is a, is a Labour stronghold. Um, and I, I voted Labour. Um, but if you you're in a situation where if you don't want to vote Labour your vote literally doesn't really matter yes, the area that I lived yeah. before I moved up here was an area of Lincolnshire um just border of Lincolnshire and Cambridgeshire um and that was a Tory stronghold mm-hmm. and your vote didn't matter if you, unless you because because it's a traditional Tory seat or it's a traditional Labour seat or it's a safe, or it's a, safe, it's a safe seat, exactly right. safe seats mm-hmm. so we don't have that situation and we have this idea it's worse, I, I think the Electoral College of America is worse, but we have this idea that we, we are this sh- great shining example of democracy when our democratic system, our, like our, our system that we use to vote in our leaders is broken, it doesn't work, it doesn't represent the people. And that's a sad state of affairs. Take the last election and we look at it and we think, Boris won and that's it, everyone else is a loser. But if you actually look at the share of votes look how, and, and actually look at voter turnout who, can, who actually turned out to vote, it wasn't that much of a huge gap. I mean, we, we we take a look at. I mean, take Brexit was 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 a big question in it, and it's it's been a big question for a long time. I and mean, we we're looking at like a small portion, a small swing in people.
1: Well, I think Brexit wasn't like nearly twenty to thirty percent of the population didn't even vote. So then,
4: but it's it, and it's true. And if you look at the the, the the in terms of what we see as the free world, the two shining examples as us and there's the states, or the last two empires, the British Empire and the American Empire, now. We've got Donald Trump as the, as the President of the United States of America that, that got less votes than Hillary Clinton, but the Electoral College is a broken system. It still means he can win and become President of the United States. So what you do, essentially you have, you, your plots of land mean X amount of votes. It's a, it's a bullshit system, just like first-past-the-post. But people think it's democracy, and it's a formal democracy, but it does it, it's not true democracy, and it's it, it pretty much means that a lot of the time our voices, our votes mean fuck all. And nothing changes. And and what I, th- I I didn't know what citizenship was, but from what you've talked about, if that's what we're teaching kids in school, then that's what we need. Because exactly. when you look at this, we we've had generations. I and mean, am I'm, I'm I'm 36 years old, but we, like I, I knew about politics because we like, we a, my family was was a politically united family. You know, I was the I was one of the black sheep, but you know, I went the opposite direction because uh, I could never be a Tory. But I knew about politics. I understood how the system worked. And which meant, because I understood it, I was more likely to want to understand about it. And I know that it's all jargonized. And I know that it's all misinformation. But when you've got an aim to find something out and you have that drive, but when you've got loads of kids that aren't taught about anything in school, they have no idea how the system works. They don't think that their voice voice matters because it doesn't. To the, to the point that when these situations come around, half, more, most of them don't turn up and vote, and that's that's the shame in this because when the when the conversations had, and I get it, politics is personal, but when you turn around and say that you don't do politics. Politics does you in every single aspect of your life, and we should be teaching kids at school how our system works. Not telling them our opinion of how it should change, but if we provide, if, if we provide the platform for them to learn and become informed and become and become educated on this, they will they will enact the change themselves.
1: And that's what when you asked me earlier, you know, how do you find teaching it? Do you teach from a certain angle? or space? we physically can't, I think that's why I love my job mostly because I'm not going to say you need to vote Labour, you need to vote Tory. But what I'm doing is saying, look, you might not want to vote. And there's so many children that still, now it's frustrating, will go, why well, have I got to do citizenship? Or the parents will say, what citizenship, why have they got to learn it? But ultimately, we're teaching these kids, right, you might not want to vote. Voter turnout is an issue in this country. Voter apathy is a massive issue. Huge, People are not Huge. interested at all. Which goes back to you saying politics. I'm not interested. Right,
2: exactly. Sorry. <laughs> sorry,
1: yeah, but what, sorry. I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, we're also educating them on right, what's protest, what's petitions, how can what are police, crime and commissioners, what are them different roles out there? What are the roles of the police? We start this conversation of funding for the police to educate our our um, young children, but actually, it's also education. It's a massive part. It's that socialisation from the age of three, four, all the way up to sixteen or eighteen. And I think. This is some sh- something, you know, I was a teacher, but it's, it's something that needs to be more widely addressed. Funding needs to go into education massively, as well as the police, in order to tackle this, because otherwise we are just going to constantly see this problem within the government.
2: Yeah, okay. Agreed. See, my thing is, people rely far too much on this policy needs changing, or this institution needs more funding, or this person needs voting, and it's like, alright, look, a lot of change occurs in the House, Right? and I'm seeing far too many people pointing the shit over here and not fucking addressing the shit in here. And it's like, if you're gonna claim that your child's out there in low-poverished areas and that they're getting into contact with the police and that is an issue to you. All right, cool. But are you are you out here promoting certain negative opinions of the authorities to your children like, like, to a, you, I'm, I'm, yeah i'm talking i'm talking about communities in the house and in the community community we,
1: but right what sorry i'm showing it okay, okay schools yeah. as well, you saying just the... local
2: street the local area the local demographic okay right i'm simply saying it's all good and well pointing up and blaming everybody else but if you see susan down the road who treats her kid like a fucking muck She ain't out there doing nothing to help her child. and You can predict. You just know. Basic human patterns of behavior. That kid's not got a fucking chance in life. And in 10 years time, he's going to be out there with gangs or involved in crime or getting... Locked up or whatever, you could have potentially avoided that bullshit by telling Susan to pull a finger out and sort of shit but out. But that's
4: that's not the answer, though, is it? It's, it, it's it, one we, of the answers. But we, it's one of the answers, but it's not the biggest answer. The fact of the matter is that when it, this is a social economic kind of issue because it, we're talking about lack of funding. We're no, talking no, no, about no. seeing people that are underfunded and impoverished areas. What? We th- th- we change this through policy change. We change this through investing money into those but areas. Got,
2: one second, you've got migrants. Look at the Chinese um, Americans. All right. They came over just as poor as any other migrant, but there was a very strong sense of family and they took the challenge and said, look, we're at the bottom okay, we're going to work 80 hours a week. We're going to keep this family going. We're going to work. We're going to push through. We are going to get. It was that sense of family, that sense of work ethic, that pushing forward against all other adversities that have pushed them to the point now where they're overperforming white people in And they're, being, they're, being, they're, being,
4: they're, yeah, they're being discriminated against for, for a lot of the, the Ivy League schools. But I agree with what you're saying. But
2: we saying there has to be an emphasis I on understand.
4: Family. Yeah, there does have to be an emphasis on family. But there has to be an emphasis on, on people who have to spend time with their families. We currently have a situation in the country... Where people will have to work. I mean, when yeah, I, when, works, when, when, but when I grew up, when I, and I'm not disagreeing with what you said, I'm agreeing in part. But when I grew up, my father worked, my mother didn't, yeah. right? So there was always a parent at home. There were shit parents, but still. Um, but, the, but the point is that was the, the normal family. These days, both parents work. If I take my sister and my brother-in-law, right? And they, they've got two kids. Um, they've been married for. Since I was 15, over 20 years now, right? Um, they both work full time. They work, but that, that, that's the norm. They work all the hours they get, and they get what my brother-in-law gets. Cindy maybe gets two hours. From my niece goes to bed maybe three hours. From my nephew goes to bed. My sister works full time as uh, in what she does. Same again. They get a few hours in the morning, a few hours in the evening. Then the weekend setup. So that we're then preparing for the next working week. So we have less time with the family. If we have a society where people aren't having to work all hours and actually and and been able to be in a situation um, financially where we're not, Working as the as a, as a main purpose of life, but we're working so we can have a better family life. We're investing, we're investing in in, in in these areas, which means the family is protected. Because right now the family isn't protected. Right now, we're, our main job is to work. So that we, the reason why we've got such antisocial behaviour—forget about youth clubs and libraries and all these and all these things closing down—it's the fact that whenever the argument goes into, it should just be a case of it doesn't stop in the family. That's one small part of it. But what what are policies? What are the government what, what What's being put there to help families do those things? Because it's easy to tell say it starts with a family, and I'm not saying that's just what you're saying, but this is bigger than just it starts with a family. Because growing up, we weren't poor. We had a lot of money, and my parents were shit. And there right. and, 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 uh, uh, was a, a lot of shit we had to go through. And I still grew up to have mental health problems and, and, and become an addict. Right. But it doesn't just start to start with a family. This is bigger, and it starts with government. It starts with policy.
1: It links to what you're... going to to direct this to you. I think, I think these have turned off. Start. I know she would have
4: unplugged it. I don't know when to turn around. We've had some great conversations, all man. So, it's all still
1: been recorded there, so don't worry about that. I just want to throw it back to you What you said earlier, oh, yeah. you said, you know, Susan's been a fuck-up. Yeah. She needs to be told. Who is telling her she's a fuck-up?
2: It should be the neighbours. This is the... F-
1: the neighbours?
2: Yeah, it should be... This is the... Right.
1: How, how are they going to know she's fucking up and in what capacity? If her child is skipping school, if her child's getting arrested unless you've got some bloody nosy-ass neighbours, how are they going
2: to know that Susan's a fuck-up? Okay, I understand what your general point is. Yeah. Um, What happens behind closed doors happens behind closed doors. Yeah. Fair enough. You can't know what you don't know. And in that case, it should be there for the child who's having issues they confide in a teacher or a youth worker, and that's the route that them instances should be. Uh, tackled. But, but what, what if I'm, they're underfunded, on, those what I'm talking about, underfunded? What I'm talking about is, you said about youth clubs, right? You, look at how youth clubs started. There was no funding. It was a good-hearted citizen who basically recognised the need of the young, um, poor, working-class kids. They were uneducated, unoccupied, they opened up the door and put on activities there was no funding they relied on on the community's donations good spirit that's what so if we want to talk about it's all about funding look people can put in funding bids just to keep their fucking mortgage getting paid people can put in funding bids just to make out like they're doing something the lack of actual projects i see that are actually set out to when they start the project to when they end the project to actually cure said issue Mm. is minimal They're all looking at just, right, this is a six-month program. I'm going to cure it until the next... That's why I love where I work. They actually allow us to cure the issues. They're actually out there to cure the issues. And I'm biased. I get it. Um, But I've also worked for companies who have absolutely not had in their general ethic of organization the true um, commitment to sorting out said issues. Okay. So, So... when we're talking about purity like real love real passion to try and help it typically comes from people who know them and that's going to be typically typically sorry their community members and so if we're trying to it's loads of things i'm talking about like just de um desensationalizing crime the amount of times i hear let my man out of the uh, out of jail did my man commit a crime to go to jail because if he did Motherfuckers in jail for a reason. Which, right, let's stop fucking glamorizing criminals. I get
4: that. I get that. But Unless how, he's
2: been unfairly put in, they how cool. about
4: how about we change the environment in which he was raised? Ah, right? I like that. But how, what's the biggest way we can impact that? Because it's—I get what you're saying. It starts with community, but like every fuckers at work, some people have two jobs. How much time do, do parents get to spend with their kids? It's always the same way when we look at impoverished areas when both parents are working. So there is a lot of things that we can do policy-wise, like at the ballot box, by making a political decision to invest, right? With the fact we've had 10 years of austerity. And I get what you're saying when you talk about, like, the whole idea of youth clubs and all that sort of thing. But same again, how much much spare time, realistically, do, do people with families have? because most most families are in that situation where most of us right now we're getting less time with our kids we're, you know, we're, we're getting less time to actually relax as a family and have those family experiences yeah. it's a tricky one and I completely agree with what I'm saying we have to have personal accountability Absolutely. but when it, comes to personal right. account, when it comes to personal accountability right it, it, that we have to have money and investment now whether we agree with that or not all the goodwill in the, in the, in the fucking world will not change the fact that we live in a world that's governed by capitalism in a monetary system where money rules the economy rules right and unless someone Somebody invests unless unless we unless we have that investment there unless people are able to have the time to do it, then saying the family being responsible and the fa- and, 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 and the community taking responsibility, fair that's fair. We, we can't have that if 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 everybody in the community is working 60, 70 hour weeks or two jobs and getting no time with their family and no spare time to do things, it's harder to do. It's but possible, but it's about. harder to <laughs> do.
2: Typically unemployed. So that argument about them being at work all day, every day... But then like, that's okay, a whole
4: new like, argument, That is a whole new
1: argument. It's yes. a massive new argument. If you've got people unemployed, then you've got to be looking at why is there unemployment? An and again, yeah. why should unemployed communities come together to solve issues that, like you said, is actually in the environment that they're in, the jobs that are available to them, the education, the, d- the deprived areas? Okay. But then also these people if they are unemployed and they've been brought up in an unemployed family it's that cycle that is going to continue so then saying mm -hmm. putting it down to charities in that local area and the people coming together if they haven't had the education the upbringing the socialisation the knowledge to do that Mm -hmm. that isn't going to fix it so then your solution has to be somewhere else yes it's going to we're going to say it's the government it's going to become all political again but ultimately that is what it needs to be that's Mm -hmm. where the investment needs to be education needs to be
2: okay let me just put it like this There is a wealth of accessible free information on the internet right now. All it would take is a willing, keen and semi-intelligent community member to look out there, to look at what information we would agree is needed. And to be understood, to be implemented, to make real change, both in your individual life and the circumstances of your community. It would take only one or a couple, a committee, to put together some kind of a local uh, curriculum, which could be taught on every Saturday. Akala puts down a lot of his uh, perspectives to his Pan-African Saturday school. And I agree with it. You've got to have a local communal institution that pushes values that are promoted to predominantly, I'd say working class kids. Say, look, there's been a lot of working class people who have made it out of the gutter, then put a lot of work in and these are the people who you need to idealize, not them fucking kids that just got a record deal that are going to be nowhere in six months time. That's not creating a realistic goal for your future. What you need to look at is you can start in the bottom and make your way up, but it takes a level of um, logistical figuring out initially. It's, no, it starts initially with good heart, good, good, honest intention. I recognise there are issues in my community, and it's not doing anybody any good by dancing around and passing the blame onto the government or anyone else. It's not, Let me address them. It's not passing and put, the blame. It's helping and help us get out of it. I don't want to bitch about it. I don't want to sit here with all four of us just circle jerking each other's fucking <clears throat> psychology. I want it to be a case of I want it to be something come out from this of, of value.
3: The problem we've got is we are suckers for immediate gratification. Always. We want everything. We want it now. Everything's fast. Fast food, takeaways, drive-through coffee shops. Reality TV. You know, uh, yeah, you, you can just go on a TV show and be instantly famous, whereas no one puts work. I'm not saying nobody puts work in, but it's easier to do these quick fix things. To get on in life, where you don't do as much work, but you get massive gains. Yeah. You know the lottery. Yeah. You know it's it's a little investment for a potentially massive payout, yeah. and everything is just immediate. And we don't promote hard work. We Absolutely. don't promote. And this is why I yeah. I struggle because all we ever see is the finished product. Right. Anthony yeah. Joshua. We've already spoke about him, so let's use him. Yeah. You see him in shape, has a professional fight, knocks somebody out, gets another win, is all over the press. Why aren't we talking about the sacrifices he had to make as a yeah. child yeah. to get to that position? Yeah. Why, we but don't it's, idolize him. YouTubers it's, look it's, at YouTubers. His
4: story's there, but you're right. What's, what, what is idolized is the Rolex watch and the Range yeah. Rover. And yeah. It's it's the image. It's the image of wealth and success rather than what it took to get there. Yeah. Which I, 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 understand. Just, I agree. Con, Conor McGregor, that. his story,
3: his story about the the sort of struggles he had where they, were, they, could, they couldn't afford to pay rent and there's all these things that he went through in his life and now he's he's a show-off but do you know what he's worked his ass off to yeah. get to where he's got yeah so we we need to be we need to be shouting about those things this, again
2: this, sorry this you know when I said say that um the way that all demographics from whatever demographic you're from all co in the same space and trying we're trying to aim for a social narrative that serves us all yeah um it's, it's in relation to what y'all talking about, Why I just said. It's like, within education, you're right. Education is a major key. But as you also said, education starts from the word go. Of course it from does. From the word go. Sometimes kids are so deep... Uh, so configured to see the world in a particular way by the time they get to school, it's very hard. It's very hard to undo that work.
4: But what, what are the biggest... What are the biggest um, influences on that child?
2: One step, because we're just talking about education. So like, but that's in the whole- education we're talking about like poor working class people making their way up. If there were those as well as Asian people who had done amazing um, and, and just, we're just basically trying to provide, provide each demographic who has presented themselves as saying, we need to be heard, we need to feel valued, give them a platform whereby they're represented in education to demonstrate that there have been some amazing people to do some amazing feats in your particular field. So, If you don't identify as white, it's cool because we've got someone for you. If you don't identify as uh, Christian, it's cool. We identify, we've got someone for you. It's about, if we're going to congregate the same space, decentralize the sense of superiority by demonstrating we're all superior. We're all, we've all got people who's done amazing shit, regardless of.
4: But not, but not everyone starts from the same position. So we go back to equality of opportunity. Like, so if you have a child that's born into an impoverished community, to to parents that um are in poverty themselves i get it the the argument to pull yourself up pull yourself up by your bootstraps and and community pulls together to pull people through but we shouldn't have to have those conversations when we can have a situation and there is enough money in the world there is enough resources where every every fucker can start from the same place no, and that's can't.
2: No, it but, can't. But, 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 but why can't because they? money because money's not the metric by which we can all start. As but equals. money One rules much. the world. But that but that, the, argument, I'm, it, I'm, the, 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 the argument the argument is simple: of money. Would we all be equal?
4: well no because you're looking at a quality of outcome rather than a quality of opportunity there's a difference between the two a quality of opportunity means we all start from the same point now for every jeff bezos there might be a
2: million but toilet how can cleaners can start the same though because as you just said some for, mothers some fathers put the work in some mothers which is true don't. which is true so, but, not but, but, so two but, but, kids are coming to the same world but, the same but, amount, but, 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 but you can't look at that on started. the individual
4: level you, you look at that from a societal level so so how do all... you address that societally? So, Other than community, I can answer it. I can answer it. So, so, so we are. So, so, for example, we all have, and I'm talking globally. We all have the opportunity to, you know, to, to be born in a hospital that was free at the point of use, and we, we so we can benefit from socialized healthcare our whole life. We, we, we all we're all born in this situation. Where we have food. We have, we, have, we have shelter. We have clothes that we, we have, we have social, social systems in place to make sure that kids are supported with the best opportunity. So yes, you're correct. You might have people that are wealthy, that come from money, that will instantly have a leg up. But the point is, the bottom doesn't start down here at absolute poverty. The mm-hmm. bottom starts here where everyone's got an opportunity So you're always going to have people that are happy stacking shelves or people that are happy being a lollipop lady or being a copper or being an ambulance worker. You can't tell people how much effort to put in. Agreed. But do you think that you can start from an opportunity where everyone has a level playing field?
3: The people who are happy to be shelf stackers, is that because that's all they've ever seen people around them doing? They've never aimed higher than a councillor.
4: But but it's an 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 argument to be had. But there was lots of things that affect it. But the big when we have a world where the the bottom line is profit the bottom line of the money rules the world the economy rules the world we have a situation in the world where profit becomes more important than people the way we level the playing field the way we the way we create an opportunity is to give everyone that opportunity so how, so we can't change it now if you grew up in a council estate but what if we have a situation where we don't have extreme poverty and extreme wealth that you can have it you can have high levels of wealth but how was anyone ever going to spend a personal wealth of a trillion dollars? Okay, let me, but, let but me just say this. But if we level it out in, in, in 15, 20 years' time, that in terms of what the, the model of a council estate won't be, what we think the model of a council estate will be, it'll be at the point where maybe what we now consider as middle class becomes working class. Yeah, And it, it's possible and doable in the world, but for as long as we have a system that says profit becomes more important than people, the fact that we have a bigger issue from people dying um, of obesity related illness in the world than we do from starvation right so we have extreme wealth or people that are, people that are able to overeat and people but then we have people that are able to able to die of, of starvation it shows you huge huge issues in society we're never going to change people's mindsets on that level but we can give everyone an opportunity to start from the same place and this might sound like i'm being a bit harsh here but if if that's an issue for people for me i if 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 Society in general can't see that everyone having the same start. We can't change what happens from from go onwards. It's like a game of monopoly. You roll the dice. It might be a six. It might be a one. You might land on go. You might land in prison. But the fact of the matter is, if we all start from the same place with with the same opportunity, or we have a bare minimum opportunity, Jeff Bezos' kids will always will always have a better start than my kids. But the point is, if we have a point where your starting point isn't poverty. That's how we change the world, and unfortunately, in a world that's governed by money in the economy, until we change that system, we're going we're gonna to have to have a situation where the biggest answer is going to be with policies and political at the ballot box. We vote for we vote for political parties, and we become informed and educated on, on how the process works. So that we don't have situations because we can eradicate poverty. It's not and it's not it's not at the realms of possibility. It's the fact of the matter is that we don't do it. So, for as long as we, someone's thrown out the answer that we have to change it. You know, by our own drive, it's great. That's a great answer, and I believe it. But it's not the only answer, and we can't we, we can't say it's the only answer because you then get into the situation where no child has a choice into what situation it's born into. Right? Okay, so but let it, me
3: so let it, me throw two things at you. The first one I mentioned last time, and it's a video where in America. There's loads of kids on a football pitch lined up, and the guy is saying, "I've got a hundred dollars for whoever wins this race." Have you seen the video? Another, it talks yeah. about privilege. Talks about privilege. privilege. About, yeah. So he's saying, right? So it. he's saying, hundred dollars for whoever wins this race." So he says, "I want you to take two steps forward if both your parents are still together." Bump bump. I want you to take two steps forward if you um, got into college um, not through athletic ability. Bump bump two steps forward if um, you've never had to worry about where your next meal comes from. And there's there's all these people that are taking steps forward and he says, right, I want you to turn around and look. Any of these guys on this back line would absolutely smoke you in this race and nothing you have done has given you the advantage in this race. You know, you've been born into a life that's allowed you to be these many steps ahead in this particular race and you've got a better chance to win this £100. But it doesn't mean that you deserve it the most. And it's a really sort of good way of looking at... You you don't choose your circumstances, no. and the other but thing is, you
2: feel guilty for it also? well, no, you no shouldn't
3: feel guilty for it. But it's a way of highlighting how, how you have these opportunities.
4: Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Some people are just
3: lucky. Where is the other, issue of
4: guilt raised though?
3: But the other part is, it's, let me tell you this. So the other part is, there's a there's um a study, and it's it's a real thing, and I wish I could remember, so I can post a link to it. But if you come from a home where it's single parent or where you don't know what or if you're going to have tea that night and you don't go on holiday, you're less likely to succeed in life in the sense of you don't plan far enough ahead. So if you're from a a home with two parents where you go on holiday once or twice a year and you have this schedule where you know that in four months you're going on holiday, it allows you to plan ahead in life. So you're, you're more likely to take on roles such as... Doctors or whatever it is where you have to go through college and university because you already have structure in your life that makes you plan ahead. Whereas if you haven't got that, you think day to day, week to week, there's no way you're going to plan and go through college and university to do something because you've not got the mental capacity to think that
2: far ahead. It's not just this, is it? Look, a lot of what I think are the main issues are class, predominantly myself, um... It's the culture that surrounds the classes So like in the poor Poor working class areas A lot of people have a negative Negative opinion of authority Negative opinion of the police A negative opinion of the government A negative opinion of all institutions Most institutions Whereas in like middle class to upper class Like The fucking Their friends are lawyers Their friends are doctors Their friends are police commissioners Their friends are government officials So it kind of destigmatizes the concepts of these otherwise ethereal, scary institutions that the working class kids don't know fuck all about because it's just Bob. Yeah. Bob the MP. He's cool. He's my mum's friend or whatever. So that's one imbalance that we can't necessarily do anything for other than making sure that the police get involved with the communities and the communities get involved with the police and the MPs get involved with the local community. D, just humanise it all. is basically what it is. That's one major concept. Stop making them seem like the other. Yeah. Like I've said this, when, when it comes to the police, um, for instance, it's kind of like, get a local Bobby to be integrated. Get local police officers involved in the community and let them be designated there. Let there be... A look. Let them be the face of yeah. the police. Well, they
3: tried that, didn't it, with the PCSOs, so police community support officers. So they're embedded in the community to like, be there to be that link and to are they, show. No, no, are they,
2: are they? are they get uh, one or two of the police officers who I know have done fantastic work? They come round to the youth centre, and of course, yeah. the young people are a bit standoffish because they've got that negative opinion within mm. them. But by engaging with them, you're trying to uh, destigmatize um, their their conceptions of the police. And it works to a degree. You know, they work, they work on their relationships over a period of time. Problem is, there's two problems, but one problem is um, the young people of the community come to see that police officer as all right. You're a good police officer. The rest of them, fuck them, pigs, whatever. You, you're alright. So it's not doing anything really to destigmatize the concept that the just police that institution particular person. is fucked up. It's only making that one in particular. So that's why you've got to bring commissioners in and, and whatever. You've got to make it an institutional effort. Can't be just relegated to the singular PCSOs or whatever. And secondly, um are they? Are they? You, I don't know how they how, how to go about this. You've got to strike the balance in it because you're there to form in the, into the communities and help people with their issues, but at the same time, they can't take the piss. So it's kind of like, how do you strike that balance between being, I guess it's just being firm but fair, I guess is the only way to kind of put it.
3: It's about being honest. It's about, yeah. so every time we work with young people, we tell them about safeguarding. We tell them that, we're here for you to talk to, but, you know, you can tell me stuff, but if you tell me something that yeah. I need to report, I have to do that. Yeah. So it gives, it gives them the opportunity. And some people want to tell you something because they want something to be done about it. So they will continue that conversation. But that really puts a barrier because then the sort of, oh, well, there's something I think I want to tell you, but I don't know if I should because I don't want someone to get into trouble. And so what I do, whether it's right or wrong, is I'll tell you at a point where I'm going to tell you to stop and say, "This, if you carry on this conversation, I'm gonna to have to tell somebody. Yeah. And that's the way that I, I deal with this. And um, it, it is tough, but you have, you have to be honest and you have to be true about what your intentions are. Yeah. You know, I'm here to help, but there's certain things that I can't ignore. I mean, um, that's,
1: that's, that's a really hard conversation to have, and, yeah. isn't it? Like, and I think like you said, it's that fine line in certain professions where you want to be on side and you want to come across as being supportive, but also you have got that level of you are duty a care, professional. Yeah, yeah. You've got a duty of care, yeah. It makes your life
3: easier. If you've got people on your side... When I used to work on The Doors, there were regulars, and it got to a point where you wouldn't need to do it because they'd be saying to all the drunk idiots, you need to chill yourself out. And yeah. it's, it's that sort of... It's it's we good, we shouldn't allow them to do that. You, but if I was to go over there and say that, that's probably going to turn into confrontation.
2: Yeah, and do you know what it is? Look, those... Some young people got dealt a shit hand, and they've got fucking shit parents, shit family traditions ingrained within to their family, different fucked up ideologies. Cool, whatever. It's fucked up. But some of these kids come up against a police officer, or a teacher, or youth worker of what it is, and that's why us as professionals have to be more uh, serious. And, and 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 we are for the most part. I'm saying. We need to just recognize it's not about being the friend, you're not the friend, hmm. but you're not the enemy. You don't have to be try that, don't try and be that lecturer giving a life lesson yeah. all the time. It's tracking the balance, just be firm but fair. And what,
3: what does that relationship look like? It's not like a big brother. Is it like your mum's mate who you call uncle, but you're not, they're not really your uncle? Is that where you need to be? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know exactly
2: where it is, <laughs> but it's, it's hard to describe, but it's it's, it's in the. It's just in the interaction. You being with dad get... at the
1: same time, it's being that one that you yeah. know you want to talk to and then the one that you know you're scared of this. <laughs> the you know scared of this <laughs> enough is enough. Yeah. You always know if, if you had both parents, obviously I didn't put together, but if you had both parents, you always knew which one you'd want to yeah. go to. Yeah. the answer you'd get, you have to be both. Yeah. That's
2: um, the Yeah, absolutely. I think, because um, they get also what, what they get. Kids crave I truly believe this. Don't care. I Kids know. require crave uh boundaries they crave uh respect guidance right this whole shit about uh with best he's my child with best friend shut the fuck up you're the parent guide your kid right (laughs) stop with your bullshit you're a parent you're an adult you've had no life experience guide your child stop talking about you can smoke weed with me look if that's an alternative to them going out and getting high and shit as on the streets and you can at least watch what they're doing if that was your rationalization I can kind of get behind it, slightly more so than if you were just saying, "Yeah, bring your friends around, we'll have a is good time." Is that drink
3: just up. because it's weed? What if it was beer? I, what? I don't want to get into the whole. What if it was coke? Stuff. What it, if it? No, weed? no, 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 no. Course, you open yeah, but,
2: the door, we got to walk through it now, sure. <laughs> <we? laughs> okay, so basically, all I was getting at with that basic point, I don't even agree with parents allowing their children to smoke weed or drink around them. But what my point is, um,
1: being aware and monitoring it, your rationalization
2: beer. would tell me that. You're at least being a mindful parent. I don't agree with your tactics, but you're telling me I'd rather them smoke the weed here so that I can tell you that's enough now. Get your ass to bed. And it's not every night. It's only once or whatever the fucking boundaries are that you place in part. But if your rationalization is to say, look, I'm just monitoring you. I know that you're not out there getting up to trouble and whatever. Cool. I can at least kind of get behind that. But if you just want to be fun, mum, and just say, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, fuck that. No. You, you, I think you, it's... You're not, you're not getting your kids at It's an interesting one, wasn't
4: it? Because it's an interesting one, because we can look at it as being, as being like, even though the approach to being a fun mum, I think it's one of those situations with with drugs or, 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 or anything like that. Um, it starts with education, right? Like, it's one of those things where if we like if we create a safer environment, if we... Um, if we have a clear uh, clear lines of communication with, with our children in terms of what it is, you're likely you're less likely to have the bad experiences. I'm not saying that 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 goes into, come on son, sit down tonight. We're going to do a line of, ke- line of coke. We're going to bomb some Mandy, and then we're going to sm- we're going to hit a bong together. That's obviously that's wrong. But like it's it's same again. It's like. It's it's an interesting interesting conversation to have because it does start with with you know with informing kids and, and, and educating kids on on what things are what the safe use is because let's be honest with you it's something as a father as a father myself and as someone that is part of um of, of a cult of a rave culture that you know drugs are used and I've, I've, it's like kids are going to be in those situations and it's better to have a, an informed child. Yeah. They can make an informed choice in those situations, yeah. rather than go with the approach of just say no. Drugs are bad, and then yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. the It's it's a real dicey situation, isn't it? It's, it it's, is. it's I really
3: struggled. So I, I one of my jobs was working with a substance recovery company. Um, I'm just going to say it's forward leads. So I'm. I'm working for Leeds City Council and I'm doing life experience stuff on my days off. So I'm booking holiday and I'm going into schools and I'm doing talks about choices, consequences. And then my work I'm doing with life experience becomes a problem with the council. So I leave the council and I get two other jobs so I can self-fund the company. So one of the jobs is working with Forward Leeds, the other is with New Wortley Offender Support Team, working with adults being released from prison. When I joined Forward Leeds, they're... They're talking about um, harm reduction. They're talking about giving advice on the safest way to take drugs. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Should we not be telling them to not take drugs? Surely the message we should be giving is, don't take drugs. These are the choices I made, and this is where I ended up, so please don't do the same thing. Um, And there was sort of, yeah, that would be brilliant, but oh, if they're, they're gonna try it anyway, we need to support them in doing it safely. So don't share notes, get post-it notes, use it once, yeah. throw it away. Don't share needles. Make sure your phone's always charged. Little things like that were advice we were giving them, and it just it didn't sit right with me because it felt like yeah. I'm saying, "Yeah, it's okay as long as you do
4: this." Yeah. But it's it's not though, is it? It's it's not that approach. It's it's generally on. You can you can swap recreational drugs out for anything it's it's easier to make an informed um an informed decision on something the more information the more education they have on something so the better informed you are the better decision you can make right you can you can push that out wider in in society as it is because you're not going to stop kids from from going out and experiencing things i think me and you are um are interesting because um are these two not interesting and in t- terms of in terms of our similarities, oh, and, checking, terms of our similarities <laughs> and our differences, like, you're both beautiful people. Really interesting. <laughs> I really love this night. But like, so we both have issues with with substance abuse. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we both have different looks on life going forward in terms of substance uh, of, of different substances. So you're teetotal, mm-hmm. whereas I'm not. And I think it's it, it would be it's two different approaches going forward or two approaches of, of handling a situation. So it's, we both end up in the same destination, which is a healthy position in life, but we're coming, we're both taking two approaches. Yeah. So for me, it's, it, there is no straight, it's not black and white, it's very gray. And I think, ultimately, you're gonna make much better informed decisions the more information you have, the, the better the environment in which you learn. And it, see whether that's drugs, whether that's any other situation in, in life, I think it's proven, I mean, with drugs, if the wa- it, the war on drugs is being won by drugs, because hasn't hasn't changed anything. If we took, if we take a look at alcohol prohibition in America, can
3: I just say, even though Mike tilted his cup when he mentioned alcohol, that's not <laughs> alcohol in his yeah. cup. But I just wanna- see. I don't it's drink. I, I don't
4: drink alcohol. Like I might have a beer like once a month or whatever. But like, if you if we everyone knows who Al Capone is. But Al-, Al Capone became famous during Prohibition because he was a he was a bootlegger of, of, of alcohol because alcohol was pro was you know during Prohibition alcohol was illegal. So we know that Prohibition doesn't 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 stop people drinking because people still drank and he was still able to build a massive criminal empire for, for alcohol. It's on the drug the drug situ- the drug conversation are a massive, mean, right? the, the drug conversation is a whole other issue Um, because when you get into legalization decriminalization that's a whole other subject but it's really interesting that there is no straightforward answer that we could we could look at a parent that says um it's a zero tolerance on drugs, and you couldn't look at them and say, well, um, we, we can look at them and say, you know, that's a good approach, and someone else could look at it and say, well, maybe it's not the right approach. We can look at someone that goes, I'll take you to your first rave and give you your first bomber mandy, I'll let you have your first joint with me, I'll let you share your first beer with me. And there's people that can say, that's an interesting approach. It's not necessarily a wrong approach. I think when it comes to things like substance abuse or narcotics drugs alcohol whichever whichever way you look at it the worst thing we can do is be too rigid and go with a um a just say no attitude and a drugs are bad full stop that's it because ultimately like i look at this my daughter's 12 years old and six years time she'll be old enough to go you know to go to clubs she's going to be in situations where there's going to be coke there's going to be pills there's going to be this there's going to be that I can't stop by taking those things. I can't stop by experiencing those experiences. But what I can do is provide her with the right information, the right education, and and an un, you know, an unfiltered an unfiltered opinion of it because I, I have experience of those things, the good and the bad. As as someone that's that's been through some addiction issues that you know could have could have resulted in my life ending, to someone that's that's got through it to, to being in a healthy position where I can still say it recreationally, it's it's a tricky one, and it's and there's, there's no kind of easy yes or no answer. Can I, I go on? I was just going to ask a question, but I'll
3: let I was you just do it, say, it.
1: It's interesting what you said. That you, because it, as soon as you said they were educating them on how to take the drug in a safe way, that really didn't sit right with me at first. And as I've, I've listened to you speak about it, and then I thought, well, actually, you raise a really good point that it's we, we have to expose them to it because it, ultimately it could and will happen. Because if we think about those that are under 16, well, we give them education on sex. Teach them about STIs, we teach them how to put a condom on because we know that yes, they're meant to wait till they are 16 and over, but ultimately, you are going to have some that are going to do it younger. I mean, yeah. hell, I did, you know. Okay, so or, let me ask you no, this. A, a, one more oh, thing i to on. Add on that though, but I think, in terms of the drug situation, maybe not teaching it them as this is how you take a drug safely, but more about if you were to share a needle this is what could happen. So I'm not saying take away <coughs> the education, I'm saying consider how you are passing that information on because, like you were saying, taking your child to the first race, to the first drug, it's just different approaches, isn't it? And that approach you've just mentioned, again, I've not got a history of drugs, so you yeah. don't have a personal input there, but surely it's about how you pass that story on. Yeah, so let me ask you, you this as a teacher. A
3: so part of my thinking was... If you've got a young boy that wants to have sex but doesn't know how, and then you teach him, he's what? then got.
4: Oh, he's then got the. Uh, we know the where you were knowledge. going with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> calm your dirty minds,
3: there, all right? So he he, he's, you, likewise, he knows yeah. a little bit about <laughs> sex, and there's a, potentially a girl or a boy or someone that he's attracted to, and he doesn't know how to put a condom on, and you know all these things are stopping him from trying it. And then he does this lesson at school, which teaches him everything he needs to know, like a first-time starter pack. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the same with drugs. I, you know, I've heard a lot about coke, but I don't know. Like, do you swallow it? Do you do this? And then we do a safe, we do a safety session where we say, if you're going to use coke, make sure you don't use a, a note. Make sure you use this and you do that. And about spikes. And when you have it, this is what it will feel like. Mm-hmm. And, and we're preparing them for something that they potentially might not have tried. But then we could make it almost sound attractive.
1: I agree, but, the, sorry, I was just, oh, I'm just i just thinking, again, that just goes back to the approach, because I'm assuming, you know, I am only young, but when ed- sex education is brought out in schools, these are people's arguments. We are glorifying and making sex under 16 sound attractive by educating them on condoms. You know, hell, we talk about flavoured condoms, we talk about lubes, because kids are exposed to this, so they ask these questions regardless. It's, it's you have true. to be prepared... You know, and especially with access to the internet nowadays, like
4: access yeah. to porn—that's that's my worry <laughs> as a parent because my, my thing is this. So my daughter's 12 years old. I'd, I had this thought when she turned 12. Um, this is a quick point, and I promise it'll be quick. Now I thought about she's 12 now, and it's she'll always be my little girl, my she's my little princess, right? But then I think she's 12. What was I like at 12? Right? And I'll be honest, with you, when I was 12 years old, I wanted to get girls to do anything I could to my penis. That was my one. That's my, my one goal in life. <laughs> And that's true. And if you say that wasn't true, Philip, we all thought that with well, the moment that happen. happens, but that's the point. But there wasn't as free access to porn as there is now. These days, if you've got a phone, I would rather my daughter be taught in school about every aspect of sex from a, from a, from a, a, a professional educator on the subject than be in a situation where there's some lad that's watched you know, somebody on the internet yeah, um, th- go through the, the normal pol- porn trope. You know, we know how it starts, with you know, and it ends with it, it ends, with, it ends with something. It. I
1: thought it was going to
4: like name drop some sites, then, didn't you? No, no it's fine. I can, I'm not going to name individual <laughs> porn star names, but like it is true, isn't it? I don't like my I don't want my daughter's first experience of sex to be anal, then someone comes in her face. Because I'd rather her. I'd rather what her. Are you watching? <laughs> but that's the point, though. That's the point, right? Isn't it? I would rather have the situation where she's it was, she's taught every single aspect of it, and the statistics show anyway that you know when it comes to things like underage pregnancies and stuff like that. <laughs> Right. It sounds crass, but we all watch porn, and anyone that says that's a liar. But the point is, I would rather have my daughter educated in that way properly. Than, 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 have some lad thinking, oh, this is your first experience of sex. Yeah. Because yeah. math like, let's be honest with you, when, that, that when I was when I was that age, yet if you were lucky, you had a friend that had a magazine, or, or maybe you can steal your dad's video magazine in the bush. The ten minute free preview on television X. We all know <laughs> the history, right? These days, if you have a phone within about twenty <laughs> seconds, you can see whatever you want on that phone, and we own other websites. So I think it's it's one of those things when it comes to education. It's it's. Yeah. It has to be, it has to happen at that point. And yeah, there'll be parents that don't like the fact that their kids are in those situations. But ultimately, would you rather have your kid be taught fully educated on the situation or come home pregnant?
2: See, I, th- I think, yeah, this, this is my thing. Like, <clears throat> whilst you're teaching the mechanics of sex and the biological potential outcome, it's taught so disconnected from what it actually is that it gets misconstrued. The fact of the matter is, sex can be enjoyable. Hence why we do. It should be enjoyable. Should be if, if it's not enjoyable, <laughs> yeah, then it no, shouldn't no. happen. Yeah. <laughs> it right. Sex can is that, a... is that the topic of, ne- of the next podcast, Phil? Sex is enjoyable. Sex is enjoyable. Yes, sex, sex is a means of reproduction. Sex is a means of income if used in the certain ways in, in society. Look at fucking fans only. Look at porn. Look at...
4: Hold oh, no, on. Let me make some notes here.
2: <laughs> All I'm saying...
4: I, I don't know what fans
2: only is. What is fans only? Uh, is it fans only or only fans? Something like that. Uh, yes. Again, I, I have no idea. The Educate us. It's basically people. <laughs> so why you you leaving the subject the conversation, mate? Why are you walking away? Uh, it's absolutely anybody.
1: I feel like the podcast, if this was live, would all of a sudden get this... a shitload more hits. Porn. <laughs> website
3: suggestions well there's a reason why we invited you and we've got the cameras set up <laughs> <laughs> oh mate wow. so now i just to like the to say finale. that I, I i don't
4: condone that conversation and and i i, I won't be involved in this
2: oh, wow that was me unwinding time that didn't
4: happen
2: um He's
4: all right
2: about
4: where he is. We, we've crossed a few boundaries now <laughs> <laughs> I just
3: feel like it's been serious for yeah, I mean to be it's 20 past 10 now what time did oh, what we time even did we get, get it? So we,
4: to be fair we got here at 7, at seven it's
3: yeah. so editing
1: on it
4: it's not having any now, now, let it go as it is. This has been fantastic. Like i have, answer,
1: like, a, a contents at the beginning. So, <laughs> I was, I was just, yeah. zero to hour, two gentlemen just, just, just debating. Let it, just
3: let it go. <laughs> just debating. Oh, just, all right. Just, just debating. debating. All right, okay. Yeah. Ah,
1: yeah. God, <laughs> dear, blah, blah. Then it gets to the second hour, and then we start to talk about
4: porn. Well, to be fair, porn's been the last sort of ten minutes. It's I not I don't know that Stephen
3: bad. would have let me tell the story about the video he posted. That could have fit nicely well, into that's this conversation. Oh, if, if nah, yeah, yeah permission we're sure. leaving that. Okay, so
4: go on then. Steve. What, what? What
3: were you <laughs> that's saying? That's <laughs> bring you it back. That bring that it back.
1: Sex is for reproductive. Um, as a, <laughs>
4: we're one of the few species that do it for enjoyment and do it as a way to yeah, connect.
2: Sorry, oh, But, right? but this is my point. That's the only it's,
4: reason I do it. I'm sorry. I've had a child. I don't want any more. The only reason. But
2: that's the problem, though. This is what I'm saying. When it it's used. Look, there's an old saying, and a dot. Not trying to generalize too much, but it does have some content to it. Uh, women use sex to get love. Men use sex. No. Women use love. No. Women use sex to get love. Men use sex to. Women use. Oh, for crying <laughs> no, out.
4: Yeah, we get it. Men get use it. love to get sex. Thank you. That's a generalization. And I'm offended at the and accusation.
2: Men use sex to get so sex, yes. Okay, so I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, the basic but- principle is what that is setting up is without an honest conversation about the potential ways in which sex can be used, you're setting women up and men up to fail because you're basically without telling them the ways in which it can be used and the potential ramifications of it being used in any of these particular ways, women can be manipulated emotionally into thinking that this boy is talking to her in a way to make her feel cherished and generous and, and, and valued and whatever else. And then he's going to fuck her and then leave her. She might get pregnant. Now she's got to feel like she's got to choose either killing the baby or keeping the baby. What do you do? So then she's going to have to potentially keep the baby and then you're going to have to raise the child who, who, who was disregarded by the father because that's what fathers can do. Bust and not move the fuck on. So we need to hold fathers yeah, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Guys need to be held accountable. We do. We do. No, we should. Guys do. need to be held I'm a, accountable. I'm a big proponent you know, of this, mate. need to recognise the way in which they can potentially be manipulated, and it's only Wait. about having All right, yeah. <laughs> It's just about being being honest about the human uses of sex.
1: I agree. I feel not it, just
2: the mechanics of it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, and I think this is something that massively needs raising because. You are right we teach how to have safe sex we teach the biological parts of the body and how they interact together. do we
4: teach the emotional side of it yes
1: but i think i can't speak for all education i can't speak for all schools i can't even speak for every single teacher in my academy i'd like to think Mm -hmm. that yes we do but also i think that again comes down to personal experiences because am i going to be no matter what school i go in in a staff body where every single staff member believes and views sex the same way that i do No. no that's never going to happen and there isn't a set rule guide of how we should be teaching sex to some extent because we should be saying that you know what sex can be something that is just enjoyable yeah. you, you've mentioned how a man might bust a nut you know and then do the whole fuck <laughs> hands up really... just get them all out there but ultimately <laughs> the, there are women out there that do want sex for the sake that, of just pleasure and that's
4: yeah and that's, and that's perfectly fine and, that, and, and, it and it that's healthy as well and yeah, it, I think us. it's perfectly true because we're in a society where like we, we need to address like our behaviours like in that in that sense that like a woman isn't uh, isn't doing anything wrong no. by, by wanting to go and have casual sex. And I think th- th- I think the important thing with this whole situation is is that it all starts with with the, with the best the best thing we can do with our kids is educated. Because I mean, you got uh, we're both fathers, right? I mean, if you have to have that conversation with your child, I'm scared because I have to, I and have I try and I tried to address it with my daughter this week. Um, so at the moment, like she's watching like she's watching a TV show that I watched when I was younger, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, great TV show. <laughs> But That's there, came, the, the, no there comes a point, right? But it's an interesting so bit. Shall it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. mate. Just, we give it a go. Um, it right, At least you got, you got it right. It right yeah. We got it right, <laughs> and it was caught on camera. But the point is, having that. My daughter is. My, my daughter She's been. She's in. She's gone into year eight of school. She's had sex education, but she was too embarrassed to talk to me. And it's like, I want to have that conversation. I want her to be able to. I wanted to be able to come to me and talk about these things. Do you know what I mean? Like,
2: yeah, but it might not be you. It might be a month. As long but as you guess,
4: it but some so again, it's true. But then so again, as a separated parent, like I, I like, yeah. I want to make, sure that I, wanna I make sure that I want to make sure that I can have the best impact on my daughter as I can. So it's like, for me, I, I don't want to be in a situation where my daughter's too embarrassed to talk to me about it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, 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 it's a, it's a tricky so situation. That's something you
3: can't control. Yeah, and no matter yeah, how no matter how easy true, you make it for her true. to have that conversation, she might just always feel uncomfortable. True,
4: but I can make it easier. If I can do the things that I can do to affect yeah it, 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 yeah, it being a, a situation where she feels comfortable having those conversations. I might you're right. She might always be uncomfortable with it, but I can do everything I can do to be open and be approachable and be someone she can talk to about it. So, but it's scary. <laughs> At 12 yeah. years old, right? I know what I was like. And she's now twelve years. Old. And there's some lad out there. I some could sweaty potentially lad be a granddad like any <laughs> day. To be fair, you, you could do. You could <laughs> yeah. do. I agree with what you're
2: saying, though.
4: I'm seeing <laughs> the grays in your beard. Feel like you, know you I mean? can't see any grays.
3: But in this is, beard. is why
2: I'm talking about teaching the emotional side of it. <laughs> yeah. Because I was a timid little boy. I I didn't have the confidence or chat lines to manipulate nobody. I was just happy the first time someone gave me consensual sex. <laughs>
3: wait a minute did you have non-consensual oh. sex before <laughs> consensual sex that sounded real <laughs> and I was just happy
2: that I didn't have to revert to websites so <laughs> it, was it was websites busting up. So yeah. busting up. Wait, wait, no, wait, what I'm it, saying is like websites to get sex wow <laughs> you guys are taking this in so many... I know I've set myself up so you're only taking it where I'm setting it <laughs> uh, no non-consensual sex and no I didn't pay for sex online Is it free? Oh my God. (laughs) It's the websites to give away. Hold up a second. I'm going for a dry spell. Just write these
4: websites down there. Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically what I'm saying is there are some jazzy little confident little fucks who will try to manipulate a girl. And if a girl's not aware of the potential uses of manipulation to get sex... Uh, she might be more likely to fall for it. So it's about teaching the emotional education side of it. And I of, think
3: one of my big concerns nowadays is um, naked pictures. That's, yeah, 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 like online, the sharing those. Online
2: profile. What, what se- you, yeah,
3: se- you're about right, online do sexualizing like 15, 14, adults. And stuff.
2: 13? 13? If you've got social media, that's online. bro. If you are
3: under 16 and you take a picture of yourself... No, no, that's and, not what I'm just saying. I'm no, not just I'm, talking about sex. No, I'm talking but about I'm anything saying it. pornography, isn't If it? you take yeah. a picture of yourself under the age of 16 and send it to somebody else who's under the age of 16, you'll be yeah. done for creating child pornography yeah. images, yeah. even though it's of yourself, yeah. and then sending it to Did a you minor. So if you're both 14 or you're both 15... Yeah it's still but the, the downside is the law <coughs> still only applies to young boys so if if a 15 year old boy and a 15 year old girl have oh, sex that'd be, that'd be. the boy is the one that's going to get into trouble it's
4: interesting as well because we're normalising the idea of send, like of sending dick pics and sending nudes and stuff that's just that's scary we're man normalizing Because normalising
2: side chicks
4: side dicks
3: yeah. But, but then you the, think though, you
2: that's always, we have we have apps now. We're normalising it. So we
3: have apps like Snapchat, where you think what? you send a picture and then it, you put it to last for two seconds, and then that picture disappears. Right. Oh, so Snapchat. my phone. I don't have Snapchat. Yeah? education. My phone. Are you ready? This is it. That is now recording everything that happens. So if someone sends me a Snapchat, two knocks is how easy it is. Mm, yeah. It's two it's knuckles, right, two knocks. Right. Starts and stops. So if I get a Snapchat. Um, if you are somebody that sends me pictures on Snapchat, <laughs> I just want to say, I don't do this. I'm just saying that you in, You're incriminating I, yourself. I, I don't do this, okay? This. Um,
4: but think, I think even, <laughs> even, even further reaching than just, than just our children, which is scary as fuck, and let's move on from that because it is scary as, as, as a dad, but like it's become normal now with dating. That like we just send dick pics. If you heard my, my spoken yeah, word yeah. piece, plenty of women fish, and it's the, the, the whole point of that. It's like it's become normal now. there is no conversation. There is no. There's, there's no art of conversation. There's no. Yeah, it, it's straight to just exchanging pics of a da- vaginas, cleavage, and dicks. No actual talk, talking just social media <laughs> stalking. That's never
2: right. happened to me once. <laughs> but <laughs> but out. But it's what's you're become. It it's what's become normal. It
4: it's the same again. Like it's we're in that situation where we worry about, we, we're worried about we're. We worry about what message we send to our kids but as adults in our 20s and our 30s and our 40s we're doing the same shit I
1: think we- the education needs to be and this is a very baby controversial statement but lads we don't want dick pics half a time no, like
3: oh so half the time you do want
1: them? <laughs> well it depends what you're doing no but you get what my point is you, I, from you- dating when I when I I was in a long term relationship when I first left I was Terrifying because I've gone from being a teenager to then in my twenties and like, oh my god, I'm single. I don't know how to do the whole dating app game. But there are not all men, but there are men out there that just want to send you a picture yeah, of the knob.
4: It's guys. the it's the stuff yeah, I yeah. see. Like when when um, you hit no, it's, the like, it's like, like, eyebrow, yeah. like Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like, it's so like, like, why, why would that just be something <laughs> that right there and then you want? I, it's conversations
4: with female friends that have said to me they've, they've, they've been un, they've sent, been sent unsolicited pics and then just not responded and then yeah they, they get an angry message from some dude saying that was rude I sent you a picture of a penis my penis why didn't you respond it's like that's normalised that, that means that they're used to fucking doing that and used to getting a response yeah but think like, about dating now though
3: like I found out about Tinder when I was in prison so someone came to visit me and they was telling me about this app. I wasn't... There isn't like a prison Is there Tinder version. prison? It's a like, prison version of Tinder. Um, just Bob look... Pictures of, <laughs> <laughs> pictures of... Pictures of guys just like looking over the shoulder. <laughs>
1: I've,
3: got, I've got blueberry flavoured yeah. <laughs> I'll jump it and get nice. What? So somebody, somebody told me about this app while I'm in prison. So you imagine he's saying... Um, I can't even remember when it was. So 2013... And they're saying, Oh, I've met this girl and it was on this dating app. So I was like, Mate, you're like 20 something year old. What are you on a dating app for? It's this new thing called Tinder. And basically, what you do is, and what, how you described it, it sounded like very caveman ish. Mm. So he was like, if you don't like him, you just go one way. And then when you do like someone, you go that way. And if they say they do the same to you, then you can have a conversation. I was like, yeah. imagine walking through a nightclub and just be like, no. No. no but that's. No. It's, it's oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're, yeah, you're, 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 you're all right, yeah. But no, that's what dating's become, no. though, isn't it? It's become it's the immediate the right gratification. Yeah. You don't have to have a conversation. You just look at someone and you judge whether you think that you're a good connection with that person. Yeah. And then you swipe them to say, Yes or no.
2: Yeah. uh, So, on the dating site stuff, I've I've definitely used them over the last We all have, and if we say we haven't, we're lying. Yeah, no, I've definitely used them, but I definitely hit myself on them. Meaning, I can't articulate myself. Like... Through talking, you can hear the affectations in my voice. You can hear the difference between a sake comment and a... No, I'm good. Seriously. I'm a
4: poet, so I'm good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I come across as such an asshole. I'm such an it's asshole in just, just pure on, text. Yeah. It's
3: not just on dating sites. I know. No, i probably pitched it. the wrong time to tell you this, but...
1: <laughs> Your Tinder profile. My heart, bro. <laughs> so
3: Tom. How, how, how do you choose pictures? Like, What
2: pictures did you choose? How did I choose what pictures to put on the profile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked my lesbian friend. Okay. And what what advice did she give you? Uh, Not that one. Yeah, that one. Did you go for like
3: like thoughtful, like the catalogue one where they're
2: like looking into the distance? (laughs) Anybody who has a picture of a cat, (laughs) (laughs) get off, you weirdo.
4: The key is to have lots of female
2: friends. (laughs) I'm just all right with a dog. I don't know. I'm genuinely biased when it comes to dogs and cats. The thing (laughs) is, as well, I'd like to point this out as well.
4: What cat? We're on a situation, right? Have you seen the meme where there's that, that guy? That g- uh, guy meets a girl on Tinder, sends a bit of a date, and then he's disappointed because she doesn't have bunny ears. You know what I mean, it's like the, right. the idea of filters, right? Like,
2: cool. Oh, right. 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 right.
4: It's like it's like that thing in it. It's like like we're in a situation now where women. I think like women, you are beautiful. You do not need to put bunny ears and cat whiskers. That's every woman, every woman's beautiful, mate. Every woman's <laughs> beautiful, right? Uh, it is like w- w- we set these beauty standards and I'm saying this as a father. You're saying uh, we,
3: this as a single man knowing this is going to get on social media <laughs> that's not what it is. and what you think Brother, it is. I, I, it's not,
4: it's not <laughs> that at so all. I'm saying this as a father, right? And, and, and we don't like we shouldn't be in a situation where we're telling women that they, that they have to have these filters and you have to, like every woman knows Okay, let me ask you a question angles.
3: then. Have you been on Tinder?
4: Of course I fucking have. Did
3: you always swipe right? What do you mean? Oh, Did you always you? swipe right? No, I read profiles, Well, not all mate. women
4: are beautiful, are they? But the, no, but the point is though, I mean, but but, but not that's subjective, right? But that's what Tinder is. But no, that's no, no. The whole my subjective Tinder, opinion right? that everyone's got different tastes and not everyone's beautiful to me, right? But everyone is beautiful. You can't set, like the idea that like they are they are mate of course there's like for every one there's a ten, yeah of course there is a sliding scale, but like I'm not gonna make a, a blanket statement that, that all that, that all women aren't beautiful because beauty's in the eye of beholder, it's subjective, Philip, and you should know this.
1: <laughs> and I'm disappointed all that, that guy that'll swipe right for every single one of no. them. and then as soon as you get a match you'll look at and then go, Nah, sorry, and then disappear from her box. How <laughs> so dare you, me. Philip? <laughs>
4: So yeah, it's definitely one of us, but it's not me. <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm, I think at I point, at
2: least. Swipe, right, swipe. I haven't got time to go, ooh, yeah, you look good. Read your profile. But, no, yeah, fuck that, but It's one right. of those things, if isn't it? If you match with me, then I'll give you the time of day. Are you good enough? Oh, yeah. The, f-
4: the funny thing about this whole Street thing line, is...
2: Streamline, streamline. Why is that wrong?
4: The funny thing I'm about gonna, this conversation my, is... i are not going
2: to take time yeah. to read someone's profile and swipe right on them, <laughs> And they just went, Fuck him. <laughs> no way it's, it's instant gratification as well <laughs> right, get match up with someone and then see if they're working but ultimately we, yeah, we can no. change
4: this right we can, we can act differently but I'm saying this but ultimately it's going to be bullshit <laughs> I'm going to see that and go pretty yes nah so we are going to do that we, we, all of us are guilty of that right there's no shame. Okay, in what if
3: someone's absolutely stunning, like you? And you an, 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 know I mean, she's way out of your league. Do you still see, swipe? It yes. looks. Yeah, look.
4: Looks for me. Looks yeah, for me on. <laughs> 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 no, no. But are we? Are we saying that? Whose thing was it? Was it um, Jim Jeff? a comedian that said that. Like, know, no, you're know where well, you are. Like, you know, are you a six? Or you are you a seven? And if you're a six, you can go If you're a seven, you can go. For, like that whole idea. Whether we argue or not, there's no, there's no shame in thinking like in, in thinking you're a, you're. A, uh, an, an attractive person with a good personality or whatever have confidence to go for someone else but like it depends on who you're going for because you can tell from how someone presents himself on a picture that they're putting that forward as representation of them so I know straight away there might be in some person's opinion a 10 out of 10 but I'm still going to swipe like, left because I think I'm probably not going to get on with that person personality wise because right? yeah. there's more to it let's be honest with you there's more to it than just swiping right constantly you just pick up for a pretty face I think, like, I think for me, I
3: think you need to meet me and I need to be able to wear you down. Like, <laughs> some <laughs> like, of your language, Phil. Like, like if someone, if like someone the, edits this. Nobody, really, nobody or, really meets me and be like, oh, wow. he's. Alan, Alan, have you been Wouldn't in a relationship got, for, Phil? I'm not in a relationship. Oh, shit. Yeah, we broke up. I thanks, didn't, um, I, didn't, I did, honestly didn't know that, mate. I, I apologize. Thanks I only know for, that because the uh, last time we spoke, you were. Up,
0: Oh <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, we,
3: we broke up earlier this year I didn't um, know that mate honestly. two and a half years longest relationship I've ever been in um, mine was five years and ended
4: in divorce mate so yeah. I
3: was
2: ten alright no one likes to fucking show off oh, I'm not showing off <laughs> <laughs> Bragging no no, she was great she's the she's the mother of my kids love her she's always gonna be a special woman in my heart always no, I feel she's that. got my kids and she does good we, we actually I ended it so that we could remain supportive
1: I like that. I
2: got time for that. That's that's the I way it's going to be. Is trying basically my 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 parenting and relationship choices. <coughs> I try. I'm trying uh, to have them guided by two two principles. Like try and be a man that if my son was compared to in 18 years' time, he could say, "Thank you." Take pride right in the comment. And secondly, uh, don't ever put your kids in a position where they have to choose between them, mom and dad, mom or dad, to come to work. No, I event. wholeheartedly and agree. And with with that's you. why I ended it how I did. We're good. I
3: think okay, two, so. Two, are you, too is many everybody people. single? is yes. everybody single. So, uh, do you? Okay. Mm. <laughs> that's a yes. Well,
2: uh, that's but, a, is that's that, a yes, and your man just went. You're not Ooh. sure. If he's watching <laughs> this, <laughs> if he's watching <laughs> this, you are <laughs> single now.
3: I am not that house. <laughs> Young man,
2: your man is at home talking about mom. I met the one. She's watch like, this.
3: Ooh. Watch her in this video. Is that is that ring shopping? <laughs> mom, let's Bro put it on ring shopping together. No, so
4: there is. A, no, it's. A, let, let's is he with, your fuck buddy? Let's, let's watch it. her Is that a friends-a-benefit thing? Because there's nothing
3: it's, wrong with that. Is he the one that sends you dick pics when you want them half the time?
1: Oh, you fucking uh, laughing at me? It's uh, actually a woman this time. Oh, wow. well, there we go. Actually, well, didn't it? No, it's 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 a funny one because it's a. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm in a relationship yet because I'm not ready. Right, That's okay. not me. At saying to them I'm not interested it's just it's still I've dated one woman before which was at the start of the year that's the first time I've ever done it I've always been got to be aware that this is is, isn't isn't the term strictly dickly (laughs) 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 yeah let's say that it's that always been very very male orientated always always open but never would have seen myself in a relationship with a woman then one happened that I met and it was amazing felt madly 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 in love Um, she broke my heart um, fucking women
4: we 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 will hate her for you <laughs> <laughs> what a bitch um,
1: and then I, I always thought it was she was just random that'd be the, a one-off it was special about her um but then met the other person not mentioning no names um and that's just a uh, nice getting to know each other spending quite a bit of time together just seeing where it goes
3: so I hope you don't mind me asking, but have you mentioned it to people in your family and has it been well received? Um,
1: it was interesting because obviously, again, family know, boy mad. Um, and then uh, the girl came and said it over a couple of times. And I remember my mum, we, we'd, we'd just been at as a school and I'm mm-hmm. very, very tired, came back half eight, nine o'clock, put the oven on, got into a bath while the oven's warming up. And I remember Deb going, oh, you got some sausages? I'd love to have some for tea. I went, oh, sorry, you know, Charlotte's coming around again. And she was like, oh, right, okay. I thought
3: you were going to say, don't eat sausages anymore. <laughs> I'm guessing
4: Charlotte's a vegetarian. <laughs> Charlotte,
1: well, so, I, so been, yeah. so I said
4: vegetarian because there's no sausage. Four yeah. minutes ago, I was not going to name names. But I oh, wasn't.
1: No, no, that, oh, no Charlotte, Charlotte's the ex. So oh, okay, my my, okay, my okay.
4: comment wasn't sexual. I'm saying, is she a vegetarian? There's like, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> and that's a vegetarian <laughs> high five, isn't it? Is that wrong? <laughs> and I just
1: ah. remember my mum, you know, following me upstairs and being like, um, Amy why, why you should help around again all these questions and it was oh so is she in a spare room or your room and I was like oh she's in my room it's fine and it was a case of top and tail yeah, obviously and it was a case of are you gay I'm like no I'm not gay oh right so you're bisexual I'm like no because the thing I'm trying to figure out still myself is I don't This sounds horrible but I don't find women attractive in that sense like, I've never looked at a woman and thought, yeah, I want to get my face out there. I have. I like, to- you know, <laughs> do you get Shit. what I'm saying? So it's- edit, edit that out, so. not, not chance. <laughs> it's a case of, I'm then now trying to, I always thought Charlotte it was just a one-off, but obviously now I'm seeing somebody else that's a female. And I think, I said that to her, I said, I don't find women attractive, and her face dropped. And she's like, you don't find me attractive. And I'm like, it's not that, it's really hard to explain, but I find men attractive still, of course I'm going to do. But I think it's a personality she gives me a lot that maybe a man doesn't
4: it's it, I, it's interesting because i i genuinely believe there is like sexuality is is fluid and it, it might be that like for every man out there that says i'm 100 percent straight nothing would change me i think it's bullshit because we've all had those thoughts in our head whether you act upon it or not it's different right but like i think <laughs> we're, whoa whoa we're, whoa, whoa, we're, whoa let's not but, brush past but, what, what you just said i'm just i'm just <laughs> hold up but, no, but like- I'm, I'm making a point here, but the point is these days, I think it's interesting, the point you're making, that like people have this, this thing to put on themselves, you know, heterosexual, bisexual, pansexual. I think these days, right, it's, it's nice at the point where maybe we don't have to have labels. Maybe we get to the point I think where... I, think
2: we, we do. I hate them. I think we do. No, but, I don't. but
4: it's it's interesting because, it's interesting because like i understand people like it's it's praying. pride month and it's and it's and people looking the the and, <laughs> people <laughs> looking for okay, their explain. identity people looking for identity and I, and, I, and, and I, I am fully support of anyone like doing whatever they want to be and being whoever they want to be but it's it, it, this interesting theory that there are that, that i've heard that said quite a few times what you said that like it's sometimes for some people it's just it that one person it's yeah. just that one personality and it's that that I find that interesting yeah. because in society, we're very, very quick to want to have to label something. And yeah. sometimes things can't be labeled. Do you okay, know what I mean?
1: That's how I felt. And I think, again, it's, it's a personal you just thing. Just swayed me. Well done. <laughs> John, or oh, it left him. I've been mean, been I
4: mean, been
2: dead, been dead
4: just, oh, i, 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 I were not leaving you hanging there, mate. I just, I just, I was having to reach
2: across. It, <laughs> it was trying you're to right. explain that was, to your mum or your I was grandparents. I what I was thinking in a second.
1: <laughs> your grandparents, it's like, how do you explain to them that in their eyes, you're either gay or you're not, you're bisexual or you're not? And it, it is very, very difficult to explain that and I think you know and this goes back to the very very start of this podcast when you guys were talking about you know, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you what, yeah. what is it all about and it's that sitting back and listening I've never classed myself yeah. as gay or bisexual and it's about me sitting back and listening because I don't know the issues that lesbians, gay men have had to go through the mm-hmm. equal rights, all the things that they've wanted because I have never been in that position so I'm very much in a heterosexual privilege position but now having to learn about other things.
2: Yeah, Phil. Who's who's your man crush? What what's that? Let me just. Oh look, Stephen wants. <laughs> no, right. So it's basically. I'm not. I initially said that we need titles. Yeah. That was what I said, wasn't it? But I think that was predominantly on a social level for like uh engaging with one another to try and understand one another. It's like labels help, rightly yeah. or wrongly, to help us navigate through the world. But in terms of personal choice and finding somebody who's right for you and the circumstances that fits you and that person or people, whatever. Mm. Cool, all right, you're right. Okay, take the levels out of it because it it confuses shit. Um, However, at the same time, I'm just talking about the same way I was talking about sexual education has to be discussed in the multitude of ways in which sex can be used. I think also there has to be uh, an honest, uh, patient conversation about what happens if you're in a pansexual relationship and you have a child well how are you gonna raise that child what 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 who's teaching what to that child watch one second what what family dynamic is that child being raised to conceiving that because all i'm saying is if you're raising your child i don't know how many people have a pansexual fucking family dynamic but i'm just going to that extreme um if that's what you were raising your child in, then you've got to conceive the fact that you are setting your child up for a bit of fucking hard rough road. And it's like, you, have you considered that?
1: But what, what is pansexual, to you?
2: Do you mean that like polyamory?
1: Yeah, because that's poly. poly...
2: Is that polyamory? Pansexual
1: is... Essentially oh, sorry, what, my apologies. Yeah, it's ultimately what I could identify as. Oh, it's, it's an like orientation polyam- rather than... Yeah. You don't see yeah. gender, you
4: yeah. see... But ultimately, if, like, if right, you're in a situation polyamory. like that, in a polyamory situation where you might have, you know, three or four partners and one child I think that they'll have a dynamic within that group I should suppose they'll decide upon individuals yeah. and if anything, that kid's lucky because it's yeah. got four parents or three parents
2: <laughs> it's true right Yeah, you're right and I mean look like I said I absolutely recognise that things can work out perfectly fine fuck our preconceived notions that it has to be mother and father in the household I don't want to be out there pushing this idea that I don't think that's optimal because i genuinely do me and me and my son's mother she's their mother i'm their father if the if the circumstances can be put into a position where father can be raising his children and mother is raising her children i'm all for that over any alternative however if the mother and father have not got a good relationship, and they're not committed to raising their child. It was just a one-night stand or whatever. And um, a gay couple who's going to bring just as much love into that child's life is, is, is the other alternative. Cool, I'm for that. I'm all about the child being raised around love. But I'm also thinking the best... Not the best, the optimal version of love comes from mother and father preferably because mother and father conceived child it's 50 percent of you and 50 percent of him you ha- as long as both parents pull the finger out of their ass and handle their responsibility cool but many of them don't so i'd much rather that child not be raised in care and go to a fucking a foster family who's gay or whatever or being adopted by a gay a couple or whatever i'm all for that if that's the best alternative but I think, for the most part, we have to start telling mums and dads sort your shit out and start raising your fucking kids.
4: Do you know, what, I'm. Great. I've got a lucky situation, right? Where my, my daughter lives with lives uh, with her mother, my ex wife. Now my, yeah. my, uh, my ex wife's remarried, um, so that my daughter's got a stepdad, and like, I know that bloke loves my daughter as much as I love my daughter so I could not ask for a better situation for my daughter so so she's in a a situation where I mean, although I'm a biological father I'm dad number two because he's there every day so technically he's dad number one so you know and I'm happy to be be dad number two because he's like that's the way the situation is but ultimately once you put your ego and you put your pride aside I look at it and I go you know what I grew up with two shit parents where my daughter's grown up with 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 an amazing mother and two dads two amazing dads and that's like it's a beautiful situation so I think with that, my mother's ev- amazing. Every my mother's an alcoholic. Um, my dad's a professional cunt. Dad's um, <laughs> a professional cunt. <laughs> but like but in that oh, situation, I hope my
3: mum don't watch this because you've just sea bombed and she will hunt you down and kick your ass. Um, I hope my mum
1: doesn't watch this. i thinking. Where, where
4: was my shout out <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point in it it's like it's one of those things where like ultimately as long as children are, lo- are raised with love that's all that matters do you know what I mean it's like it, and the family dynamic now is different what we think the normal family dynamic is is yeah. you know
2: is it's that evolved it is what it is it is
4: it's evolved and I think regardless of what it is it, as long as that kid's raised around love and whether love it's whether it's with two dad, dads yeah. two mums yeah, yeah, yeah. or one mum or just one dad it's Ultimately, that's the, that's the most important thing. Yes. Have we set the record for the longest podcast you've ever done? For? I think we have. I think. I think we should. Um, I yeah, think
3: we off. should finish up before it's, you incriminate yourself a bit on more.
2: My, my last closing, yeah, but closing should statement. Yeah, should closing
3: statement. If the glove don't fit, then your guts turn grey. That's remotes. my closing statement. Shall we um, highlight the fact that Mike openly spoke about thinking about men during sex?
1: Or shall we talk about this uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil.
2: Porn list that you've got? <laughs> oh, the uh, the ones Phil, where I can get fit.
4: No you're you're my man crush Phil. What's wrong with that? So it's me you've thought about. Have you seen him like yeah. that? I reckon I'll be able to overpower you guys.
3: Okay. So if you say to me, Do you want that to start fish. doing some Brazilian jiu jitsu? Right I'm, mate, I'm mate. out, I'm out. Mate. I- 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 <laughs> You've
4: ruined it now. You
3: can talk about it. No one's, (laughs) nobody is going to listen for this long anyway. So you can openly talk about it
4: now. People listen to podcasts for three, four hours, mate.
3: I know, but I want you to feel comfortable talking to us. So I'm just lying to you about you. (laughs) you. (laughs) But
4: but I've enjoyed this. Like I think you guys are awesome. We've had some great conversations.
1: What's this closing statement?
3: I'm sorry. I know. I'm yeah, excited on. now. Do you want to address the camera? Is this
4: like Jerry Springer's final thoughts? I'm talking directly to.
1: Like, yeah. like, this is Jerry's is.
4: final thoughts, right?
2: Now, uh, just touching up on some of the points we've raised. Um, so, Black Lives Matter. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, for instance. So, I don't want to just be pointing out issues. I want to propose some recommendations, of potential solutions. So the D uh, the equal linguistic. Representation of all people in media I think is one thing that needs to happen Stop saying black man does X Or white man attacks black man X Until the evidence has demonstrated That race played a factor And stop and stop um, saying that religion Or this or that Stop highlighting key indicators about people Until you are 100% sure That the identifier is relevant to the story
3: and that's the reason that they're actually doing yeah. that thing. Yeah, and they're
2: right. That's the reason <laughs> that they <laughs> do. So, so that needs to be kind of like strip it back down to just people or whatever. That's one thing. Second, like like I said before, um, equal representation of all demographics in education, um, so that they have equal equal. So it's equally demonstrated that people from their demographic have done great things for all demographics, or as many ways we can come to a consensus on. um what was the other ones I think that's in terms of the racism stuff Tinder profile aha no like, it wasn't start
4: <laughs> start reading people's profiles and stop oh, being shallow oh oh well, sorry well, education stop education. getting girls' hopes up by always yes. swiping right
2: <laughs> no, <it's> too, <laughs> and then get uh, rid of us. them and make them cry yeah well uh, that, did it cry you've opened up no moves, I, feel, I feel like really uh, I think oh. they're inundated I yeah, feel yeah, like, marched, like somebody like and then you disappeared, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it was you that brought my heart and women no, <laughs>
2: oh, <not> show. <laughs> um, <coughs> two last points um education back to what you were saying about education early education so i think it's about when you made, made a point about does a um shelf stacker become a, a shelf stacker because that's all they know so it's about i think that's a great point to raise phil and it's about to combat that from early don't just do one um Work placement or anything be have have people from different sectors to go go and spend the day with them in multiple sectors from young and do it in a very informal basic like you're talking to a child because it will be child, a child that will be attending with you talk to them explain your industry heighten their understanding of the potential employment opportunities out there before they have to pick their subjects so they can read from young. But
4: point out to them it's okay if you just want to be a shelf stacker. No, no, no of course, not of ev- course. Yeah, but it has to be a choice. Not, sorry, not, is ev- what I'm saying not everybody has to be the next chef, basically. Oh, while, right. while we're, we're, not sh- yeah. we're not shame yeah.
2: shelf yeah, yeah, stackers. Can no, I just? I'm not, can I just saying that you, I want it to be your choice, mm. and I don't want you to feel like that's all you had available to you because you didn't get guidance in earlier life. I want it to be a case of you feel this is what I'm happy with, this is what I want to do, I want it to be your choice
3: Before we start recording, just quickly we mentioned a bit about education and I started saying something and I said to you, I'll tell you while we're discussing it and then we never got round to it, but when we were talking about education um, we used to have a system where we see how much we can take in and then process and then we have an exam and then that teaches us our IQ or how our understanding or how we process things and that defines what classes you go in and what the level of content you get given. And it was a memory test. It was information in, process, remember, report. That's what exams have always been. Mm -hmm. But now we live in a world where we don't need to remember stuff. We don't need to know certain things because we have a, a little thing in our pocket that allows us to do all these things. So why are we not looking at... If technology is helping us with all those things that we don't no need to long no longer need to memorise, why are we not looking at budgets? Why are we not looking at bills? Why are we not why are we not teaching young people all the things they need from the day they leave school and- for the rest of their life, rather than making them memorise things that they don't need to know? Do you know what I mean? I agree. I agree. And it makes sense and, before and because it's how you at, judge how somebody process. It's the it's the whole IQ
4: thing. That's what IQ is. And how te- quickly teaching, you can process a problem. Teaching self self awareness and emotional welfare as well. So, yeah. so we're not just it's not yeah, an assembly line. It's not an assembly exactly. line where we're just rolling off at the end and you've yeah you know, you've got your GCSEs and your, your A levels yeah. and stuff. We're actually teaching people. how okay, to I'll be,
3: give a pound to the first person who can tell me what eight times six is. <sighs>
4: 48 or something, as some 52 I That's this, this 72 885 8, we, we was it our... 6 times 8 36 plus just cuz you keep repeating the
3: question to give yourself more time my point is why do we need I am to know terrible at maths. hand up if you can mem- if you can tell me five phone numbers from your phone
4: I can tell you one. I can, but I'm going to do it on this. One. I can tell you one. <laughs> is this your way of getting people's phone numbers? Is that what yeah, it is? This is just... <laughs> Tinder, out the
1: window. The podcast, give me your number.
4: See, now. poet, Tinder out the window. Just because um... she can rhyme, up, make her a poet.
3: Right? <laughs> but my point is, <laughs> we, we, we've changed the way that we view stuff. You know, I used to memorise people's phone numbers because you had to dial it in, you had to physically type it's it true. in. No, no, it's and true. And that repetition makes you remember it, but now we don't need to do that. But so. I still remember.
2: Because this is my point, though, right? What happens when your phone dies? Uh, numbers what happens and stuff. when your
3: phone dies? Yeah. Well, why would you let your phone die? Yeah. What happens? Only irresponsible person what allows their if phone, your phone to die. You always have what one, if you always have what one number. If you're in the middle of you have one number. I know my dad's dies. number, so when I forget the stands for the camera, you can buy portable charges? charges.
2: You should be better prepared for society. I'm
3: memorizing my dad's number. I've got one number in my head, and that's all you I need.
2: My point is, people are too reliant on. Phones. one of the contributing factors to potentially as to why we went so quick on the off the cuff with that maths question we rely on this calculator too much. this is, this is my exactly mother, my point daily, but there's nothing wrong with that with right? having technology maths make our life easier and english everyday her fucking mind was sharp as a fucking razor yeah that made sense she was sharp as a razor man brain quick she could do doing before carol vorderman sometimes i well chuffed
4: yeah on, see <laughs> i am, I've got a calculator but on my what, phone. What I'm saying reset, is, you know.
3: the point I'm making I is make point, we sorry. we don't need to do it the way we've always done it. Yeah, because in, things in the, have changed. changed. Yeah, we need to look at what we're teaching our kids and why yeah. are we teaching them that yeah. way when that's not an essential part of life anymore. Yeah,
2: but and this is my this is my other point. This is why I said you can't. Stop looking to government and stop looking to policy changes. Because if we, as a community, identify that our kids are not being taught, don't start a debate skills, again. Skills. Mate. I'm not, Come on. Let's not. This let's, does let's every just say, single time. well, well we just—you just said, you just said. Let's agree that the education that's currently being taught is not adequate for giving our but children that's the life policy skills, and that's politics, the life and that's skills that they need for when they leave school. So instead of waiting for policies to change, instead of waiting for them to change the national curriculum. Start a programme in your local community that teaches the subject matter as you I think needs to be it. taught to your children and teach them.
1: But, sorry, as a teacher, going to have to put this in there, Congrats. there are a lot of things that you've just mentioned that are taught, not necessarily in a GCSE subject. Mine, of course mine is, because mine's everything to do with police, courts, tax, yeah. government, so I'm the one that you're always going to need every la- all for your life.
0: Yeah.
1: But there are other ways in school that children are being educated on them kinds of things. I don't um, disagree with you that it's not prominent enough we do need to do more around it yeah but it is being taught just not at the level we should we should be
3: okay i think it's about focus as well we focus too much on the things that are as necessary as the things that we need (coughs) so anyway
4: (laughs) no that was a real cough that wasn't me coughing okay Uh so uh, because i'm trying not to engage in that (laughs) debate again
3: I genuinely appreciate all three of you coming yeah, and staying you. for so long, and for you two it's for making blessed. it easy for us to and <laughs> doing your thing. Um,
4: you know what? This is this has been like proper enjoyable. Like yeah, I, I enjoy. would I would happily do this again. Yeah, let's do it again. Like Whoa, we, we, I, I reckon. We, we, no, we we could do this on a on a regular thing, like like and talk about different subjects. I've
3: been thinking I want to do it once a month, but the idea was to have three completely different people who've never met each other every month. Yeah. Just to talk about random,
2: random stuff. It's a good way. It's a good way. Yeah, but then at the same time, I don't think you can overlook the um, the strengths that come with people coming to know one another. You understand each other's perspectives more. You don't Mm. have to explain yourself as much. Um, I was mainly just thinking of (laughs) splitting you two. Don't don't, don't let it tear us
0: apart.
3: (laughs) See, they've got it down to a T now. Really it's took three attempts.
4: Like, yeah, the first yeah, yeah. one was sketchy. Four attempts, actually. Is I mean, it four? I mean,
0: like
4: Should <laughs> we <laughs> like, do, like, a bit in the, the back? The what, what I like about this as well, one point I'd like to make is that although we, were, we weren't always on the same page we still had a discussion. Yeah, there was no attacking. Yeah, that's that, that's what we need to I mean, we completely
3: disagreed so. with most of what you were saying. That's we fine, just Phil. couldn't get in to be able to, that's fine, Phil. It's to all right. have that conversation. So. It's,
4: it, you're allowed to do that, mate. But <laughs> yeah. ultimately, as long as we agree that we were rioters. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm planning on doing yeah, it. Just, yeah. just, it's I'm just so going to be case. us two the whole way through.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is that you'll have about 20 know. minutes of
3: conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I genuinely appreciate you all coming on and I definitely want to do something like this but with you all individually because i know there's sort of topics that we purposely didn't talk about today so that we can come together again and do it um but yeah thank thank you very much and sorry for keeping you so late
0: you're welcome